Welcome to Probably Science. I'm Matt Kirshen. To my left is Andy Wood. Hey there, Matt. To my right is Jesse Case. Hey. It is weird that we're sitting on the same side of the table this time. Yeah. Just three of us on one side of a table, guest on the other side. I like mm. that. It's good. It's uh, it's pleasing. Yeah. It's like an interview. What are you guys talking about? This is a this is a square table. <laughs> I didn't Everybody really that was Oh, now you've just killed the vibe. Oh. Well, no, you said on my left and on my right. So I was, like, just, I was like, it's a funny visual if you imagine literally... Hey, who's that? The voice of guys. Oh, okay, that's, that's a crazy. familiar sound. That is. Yeah. Hey, hey, gang. Is it's, that? It's me, uh, Terry Crews. <laughs> Terry <laughs> Crews is bad. Yeah. This one's former been a long NFL time. football player, current hunk, Terry <laughs> Crews. <laughs> Got him. It's hard to nail him down. It really was because he's a busy man. You, you're a busy man. Yeah, I'm doing a whole lot of working out and being in TV shows. It's tough to. And, and Old Spice off. commercials. and Was he in... I don't think I was in that Old Spice You don't commercial. think you were in Old Spice I don't feel like I was. Commercial? I feel like that was a different uh, handsome black man in that. No, it was, was definitely you. You had a thing where like your muscles were muscles. Oh, really? Like your muscles had muscles. And Look, it was I like do a... so much work. I don't remember a lot of the <laughs> no, Old know, Spice buddy. commercials. I know. I just verified it. Okay, I'm not the guy who's confusing Lawrence Fishburne and Samuel L. Jackson. Terry Crews was in Old Spice. Yeah, I knew that. Okay. That's why I was... <laughs> Wait, what does this know. have to do with Lawrence Fishburne and Samuel Jackson? There's that L.A showbiz reporter who was interviewing Samuel L. Jackson and asked him about something that Lawrence Fishburne was in and he was like yeah we're not there's more than one uh, <laughs> black actor and it turns out he uh, he meant the voice of Darth Vader <laughs> right right just the voice not the actor who played him not James Earl Jones <laughs> no just the voice so when you yeah so Darth Vader okay that's a that, you, you, now this is racist um <laughs> How many people were Darth Vader? It was like shit because it was David Prowse. Well, he didn't he record uh, audio. He thought his voice was going to end up in the movie. Yeah, which um, a fair number of British comedians over the years have done exactly the same routine about. Because he has a really like weird... he's got like a West Country. He sounds like a farmer slash pirate. Okay, <laughs> okay, that's what he's Darth a... Vader is. Yeah, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's a farmer slash vigilante. Can, can we yeah, hear yeah. your rendition of how you'd say Luke, I am your father? If you were David Prowse, no, you can't. Come, oh. no. Our listeners do love it. Our, yeah, these what are accents. You doing? You People gotta... have been going crazy for our accents. With... They want more just, accents. Just do it, Matt. West Country, it. My accent kind of goes West Country anyway. Like I get mistaken for West Country sometimes because I go a little do bit. Do the thing. The, the, go, go, so do it. It's like farmer. It's like I am your father. Okay. Oh, that went horrible. That was all awful. Well, no, but right. no, they, like, so they, they have they have R's. They don't drop R's. No, they don't drop. That's why I think the that's close to where the American accent that and Irish is where some of the Darth American accent came from. Darth Vader. Like it's Darth. weird because yeah, the, it's Darth. The, be Darth. The Luke, I am your father thing is kind of one of the, it's like one of those play it against Sam things. Like never, that, never yeah, the line wasn't yeah. in the movie, you know. Or alas, poor Yorick, I knew him well. Or yeah, what from Hamlet. Everyone holds the skull and says, "Alas, poor Yorick, I knew him well." And the line it's is, Horatio. "Alas, I thought, poor Yorick, I knew him, Horatio." I thought the skull was to be or not to be. That's the skull part. No, because Yorick was a dead guy. He's like, "Oh wait, I yeah, knew this yeah. guy." Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Hamlet. Anyway, I am okay. This is Brooks excited. Whelan. Yeah. You're back. I'm back. I'm so excited for the new Star Wars. I was. I saw. I saw the Kingsman last night, and I was like, "Fuck! I just want it to be Star Wars." Like, I just am really <laughs> excited for it. It's gonna be awesome. The trailer is great. It's just they can't fuck it up. George Lucas is allowed to fuck up Star Wars. Like he can fuck it up, but when he gives it to Disney, Disney cannot. Like and they Disney just, it's not allowed. Like you can't fuck it up. 
George Lucas can because he's like, well, this is my decision or whatever. But Disney, sure. you have to get it right. It has to be right. But then again, wait, you're, I can my see that being the that, other way of like, if there's too many cooks, then that could, that could be what fucks it up. It's, if everyone's like, oh, we got to be careful with this, then that's when it's going to be bad. Just give us what we want. Just yeah. give us fucking lightsabers and TIE fighters. That's and all I want. Practical effects, not CG. Yeah, which they're going back yeah. to. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, anyway, I just want, I'm just excited about it. Okay, I think it would be good. really cool if uh, there was a scene where like, you know, it's uh, Han and Luke are like meeting up for the first time in like 40 years, you know, and Luke's like, hey, Han, where's where's Chewbacca? And he's like, oh, he's dead. He's a fucking space dog. Those things have a life. <laughs> like, what you, dude, he was like five when you knew him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he died when he was about 12. Space dog, dude. What the fuck yeah, are you talking about? Space dog who lives on a moon. No, wait. <laughs> I feel like that he's from like Kashyyyk or some shit. Kashyyyk. Yeah. Which is just wow, like that, you know that really clumsy exposition scene just explaining all the stuff you should definitely know. Yeah, yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Did you know that the Russian word for dog is sabaka? I, I really like the idea of just like everybody's like, hey, I'm Brian Skywalker, Luke's nephew. Like, that's how everything. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, I'm Dave Solo, you know, Han's son. <laughs> anyway, where's Mini Vader over there? Like, I don't even right. know. Yeah. I hope that is the bad guy. just a mini Vader. Just a tiny Vader? Yeah. It's literally Spaceballs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dark helmet. I reckon they could just get away with that, just slip Spaceballs into the movie theater and just. Hope no one notices. It is weird how like like J.J. Abrams did Star Trek, so now he's doing Star Wars, and I I love Hollywood shit like that where they're like, no, get get the space guy. Who's the space guy? <laughs> it's like how like yeah, it's the dude in charge of Disney. Right. We got Star Wars. Okay, who's the space man? Right. It's uh, like how like like Danny DeVito voiced the Lorax. It's like yeah. we need a short guy. <laughs> it's a short cartoon. We need a short. It's just it's just like this any voice actors too tall. Right. Too tall. <laughs> this voice actor is too tall. It's like who are these? Set the microphone low and yeah. whoever matches it is our man. Yeah. It's just the most uncreative. Like I just love it. I love these like billionaire fucking tycoon executives. <laughs> That's great. That's a great point. Get a great. space space guy. Space who's done who's, space? He's good with space a, movies. <laughs> do, 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 get Lucas to do it. Oh, we bought it. He doesn't want to. Okay, the other one. The other one. The other space. This is space, man. <laughs> uh, hey, Paul Walker's dead. Who cares? Finish the movie. CGI him in. <laughs> just they got a space all over. Paul Walker's face it's is all over all Hollywood the advertising. Right now. Yeah, all the, all the bus like, stops. Remember this? Uh, man, the one. Uh, Anyway, I was going to never mind. Too fast, too soon. Am I right, um, guys? Yeah. Right. Seth Wait, Myers, they, Seth Myers was saying when that happened, he's like, it's a shame the only way, the only logical way to kill him in the in the movies the is the way you can't died. do it. Right. You can't be like, oh, I died in a car wreck. Like, oh, good call. Yeah. yeah. You can't, good call. You can't have kill him in like, a way that makes sense. Just got sense. a phone call. He got leukemia and it was really quick. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, they just, just CGI a guy getting savagely torn apart by hyenas. Yeah. Like that was weird. Yeah. Anyway, twenty minutes of the movie is them buckling up. Look at look at this. That's going in there. Oh. That's clicking. <laughs> <laughs> Safety first in Fast and the Furious. It just it it's always a bummer when like an actor that's a good actor dies, but th- there's no awesome artistic thing that can be released post mortem. Right. You always hope that somebody has something like in the can some, that they were like some well, indie like, film. Well, like Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger lucked out. 
Oh, big time. Because he also did like up. a Knight's Tale and shit. Oh, God. He was so in he, all those shitty teen movies. Yeah. So he, he really lucked out that his last movie was like Oscar winning Joker role. And like Philip Seymour Hoffman, his last movie was, uh, was it the a, a, a Wanted Man. Okay. A Most Wanted well, Man. Well, let's be honest. It's Hunger Games. I think it was a most wanted man. No, Hunger Games. He's like still in posthumously or whatever. He would take any part. Like he no, no, not turned like down. Like his parts. final movie is the Hunger Games. Like the second one. Is, he's still, I think, in it a little bit. Like the, oh, okay, I don't know. I, I haven't seen it, but uh, either way, you are right. You want to go out on a bang. So that's why uh, after this podcast, I'm going to go off myself, and this will just. <laughs> Live think. on forever. Well, no, like, I just mean if if you should have like in case of death break glass and there's like just the, a movie. <laughs> there's a movie yeah, ready, yeah, like yeah. a secret one oh, that you release. Yeah, great. if like if I was an actor and I was getting super into smack, like Philip Seymour Hoffman style, once every six months or so, I would hook up with like an art film director. Yeah. And just make something happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you can go off and do your Hunger Games shit. And it's like, j- yeah, this for is- every Long King Powell you want a Love Liza. Absolutely. Right. For every and Twister like- you want to have a, a Owning Mahoney. Yeah, for every that's all I have. Yeah, I was like, I was fucking blown away that you kept. I was like, okay, okay, yeah, sure. Um, I love Twister, by the way. Oh God, it's the best. Yeah, Twister, Twister. Twister. wasn't that the soundtrack with the, with the new Van Halen singer? Also, I don't know. They shot a bunch of it in Iowa, so that was really heartwarming for me. Um, I don't want to bring this all full circle, but we're talking about road safety and Darth Vader. That's in the UK. The reason most people knew Dave Prowse, apart from being Darth Vader, is he was the Green Cross code man telling kids how to cross the road safely. Aww. Green cross road yeah, green, code. Green cross code. What is that? It's telling green basically people wait for the green light and then cross the road. Green cross code. And he had a, he had a costume. Code. Green and cross crowd. Green cross crowd. Say that fast. That's hard. Green cross. It is hard. Green cross code. Green okay. cross code. Okay. Hi there. Uh oh, this looks dangerous. Will they see that car? Think I better have a word with those two. He sounds Australian. That wasn't very clever, was it? He's being posher than he normally is. And listening all the way across, that wouldn't have happened. He's a big fucking dude, huh? That's better. So that's the only reason I got cast, I think. Always use the green cross code, because I won't be there when you cross the road. God, it's the most British commercial ever. Yeah. He's being much more London than he used to be. Either way, that was dumb, Matt. Don't show me that again. <laughs> well... You're going to cross the road much more safely now, <laughs> and it'll be thanks to that. That's so true. That's you can true. sneer, you can laugh, but we're saving you from getting hit by a car. I got fucking door. I got doored so hard in New York on my bike one time. I mean, what's doored? Where I was, cru- I would, I would ride my bike so fast around New York, listening to headphones and no helmet, which is just all a terrible idea. And I was doing like maybe like thirty on the side, and a okay. dude, dude just Shh. tossed his taxi door open, and I sure. fucking. Uh, road it caught my handlebar and flipped me and I like skid it down the road it was a fucking nightmare that sucks it sucked so bad and I got up and I was like oh fuck and then the dude who doored me he got out and he had a candy goes oh know how that is I got a bad leg and oh. I was like you just did that like you it's like you just punched me in the face and be like I've been punched too sucks huh like fuck off man and then the taxi driver was just upset that I had hit his taxi. He's like, you hit my fucking taxi. I'm like, dude, fuck you so God. hard. Like, I was just getting yelled at. And then my bike got stolen that night. And I was like, why didn't that happen yesterday? Right. It's fucking New York. How did kick- you not have to go to the hospital? What? I mean, it was just bruised. It was just bruises down like my side yeah. and my leg. On the, on the ketostat? 
Uh, not on the Ketis. Actually, you know what? It was on the Ketis tab. No, sure. not the Ketis tab. I got, I got a little bit of a little bit of bruise muscle there. Did it? Did it protect you? Uh, it gave me a little bit more power. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, man, fucking, I should be. So there was no scar been. tissue. Uh well, there's some I wish you saw. There we go. <laughs> oh man. Uh, um. All right. I wish I knew Green Cross Crowd guy. <laughs> <laughs> And I wouldn't have done that. Should no, we even no. like, I mean, maybe some listeners who are new to the show don't even know Brooks' uh, original co-host, founding member of yeah, this podcast. That's true. Some yeah. people would have come to the show that. later and not, every so often someone says, we, I came to the show late and I caught up on back issues. But if you haven't done that. Go every, back to the very beginning. Yeah. We started the show off with Brooks because Brooks has a background in biomedical Engineering. Engineering. Yeah, we started this show when I was working in Irvine still. I remember being at my desk and we were all like G chatting about it. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, that's a fucking, that's like four jobs ago for me. Yeah, and then was, you had a job cutting up eyeballs for a bit. Then I got fired from that job. Then I worked in a lab cutting up eyeballs at Caltech. And then I left the podcast. Listen to a lot of the Pixies. Listening. Slicing the babbles. It was a lot of Noah in the whale at that time. I was a sad. I was. Uh, I, oh yeah. So my life was a fucking roller coaster. It's like I got broken up with. Dude, that breakup sad. was the best thing that ever fucking happened to you. Though, do you have you realized that yet? No, the girl has that transitioned yet. No, yeah, that's a great breakup. The girl over seven years, but then I dated that one girl for six. Oh, weeks. Hawaii girl. Hawaii that was that the fucked craziest, you up. Dude. That that's when I quit the podcast. I was too sad to. Talk, but you projected a, the previous seven years onto her, though. Absolutely, you know what you I had mean. Like yeah. a long-term relationship, then you had just the world's most exciting person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Like well, this in, trust affairs and drug, a true trust, scumbag, yeah. <laughs> a true terrible human being. Right. Who, like, she has millions of dollars, and like I paid for her Hawaii trip, and I was like, she broke up with me, and I was like, could I, could we could I get like half of that that you said? And she was like, I don't owe you anything, and I was like, oh, you're garbage, you're yeah, fucking garbage. Uh, but now I can see that she's garbage, and right. I can talk about her in a very negative way uh, on stage, which is great. Sure. Uh, uh, and yeah, it, it it worked out for the best. But yeah, so got too sad to do the podcast, right, quit I the podcast. Then SNL And happened. then got hired at Saturday Night Live, then moved to New York, then got hit by a car, <laughs> then got fired from Saturday Night Live. Because of the car thing. Yeah, because yeah. they heard that I wasn't using a helmet. Lawrence like, big on helmets. No, I know, I know. <laughs> what do you mean you weren't wearing a helmet? I know uh, he makes people wear them like around the office. You yeah, know, whenever absolutely. I've visited. Yeah. The guy cares a lot about safety. Yeah. Um, and yeah, now I'm back. I love that um, listeners got to see the tattoo that we had talked about so much on this podcast on Weekend Update. Yeah, that was crazy. You know, I felt bad. That was your first segment, right? That was my first segment, yeah. I went on Weekend Update and made fun of the Chili Peppers, which is something I feel is very blasphemous of me, of how much I loved them and like (laughs) would freak out if I met any member of the... Chad Smith was at an after party one time and I couldn't even go near him. I remember like uh, Mike O'Brien was like, is your arm glowing that a Chili Peppers (laughs) near here? Wow. Uh, But I felt bad that I went on there and made fun of the chili peppers and, and like in the back of my mind I'm like I hope none of them see this I love them uh, are you sure it wasn't Will Ferrell it right. wasn't it was because uh, it was uh, I remember um, the Black Keys were playing that time and I was like and like Patrick Carney was like by him or something I was like uh, two dope drummers two dope drummers, two dope drummers. <laughs> yeah, which, one? Great. Two to, which one to kill uh, sure. no no it, it was really yeah so I made fun of the chili peppers on air and showed all my tattoos yeah it was great yeah, that that was uh, it was like one of the more surreal moments in my life was turning on SNL and seeing oh my like, god, was Anthony Kiedis. Yeah, it was surreal as fuck. Like to you know roll on to the weekend update desk is fucking bananas. It's just you're on a rolly chair, 
and then they push you. That's really? All, yeah. Oh, it's God, not, that's it's so like cool. the le- it's like they push you, and then you just have to catch yourself. And then, I thought you boom. slide yourself. I didn't realize they actually have uh, no, like a man, PA who shoves dude, you. Chris Kelly's the, he's the um, he's awesome. He's like the uh, stage the um, stage director. Like, right? I'm sure he has a more professional title, but he's yeah. the dude in charge of like pushing, chairs. pushing the chairs. No, not pushing chairs, but he's in charge of like. All of the stage direct, like oh, the stage Jesus. and stuff like that. He's like, like the most stressful. Job he's in the awesome, world. dude. He's like uh, he's like a Vietnam. Like it's like he's in Vietnam. He's like, I got you, brother. We're gonna figure this out. He's yeah. so fucking cool. Has he been there from the whole? How many of those guys have been, been there the there whole for a long time? time. Well, everybody's been there like a long. They all have the fucking best stories. But like he was just like, go out there, kill it, and then just pushes you out onto the stage. It's Apex Twin insane. wrote a song about that guy. Uh, really? Yeah, chair pusher. And if you guys, <laughs> no, I don't no think he's that's great, it. man. He does so much more than that. I don't want to. I don't want to. Because he's in, he's like in charge of wow. everything down there. That, that show, I, you got me in. Thank you very much for that. I don't think oh, I ever yeah. would have what, been able to see it. What uh, episode for that. did you go? I don't remember almost anything it, about. It was the one. I, the most notable thing for me was I think it was the debut of Baby Boss. Who hosted? Uh, Josh Hutcherson. Oh yeah, H- Hutch. I don't. I didn't have a good episode then, so I kind of blocked those out. I couldn't even tell you if I was in a sketch. You were in a sketch that was filming underneath my seat. Like the craziest thing for me was seeing how small it is. I mean, I, I'm sure it's been talked about elsewhere, but like I didn't realize Weekend Update is done on the monologue stage. They just yeah. bring in these cardboard backs that go. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I remember my first. I I got I got hired to write there. Moved to New York. Couldn't fucking believe it. Wrote on the show for like the three pre weeks before the show starts because you read yeah. all the commercial parodies and then they got put in the cast and then like you know had to go get the fucking you know like those photos taken and then dude the, you were the last class to get Don uh, Pardo yeah, it's, it's so all, cool it's all but then I remember <laughs> I went down t- on Thursday Arcade Fire what Arcade Fire was doing Jesus. was playing their songs because they do camera blocking on Thursday and they were setting up the weekend update desk and I lived in New York for like three weeks and I was like oh this isn't real like this is yeah. fucking insane right and then I remember like you know I was just so like awestruck and then like Lauren walked by I was like how amazing is this and he's like what are you talking like you know, he's like <laughs> completely <laughs> lost on how cool it was you know yeah, I, yeah. he how says it every it day you know years. it's like it's yeah. 40 years and I'm like day one I'm like oh my god yeah and then so amazing. and then I got fired so it sucked but, but you never even talked I wanted to talk to you about maybe you can't maybe you're sick of talking about it but the actual audition for Lauren Anything notable from that? No, memorable? I mean, I, I don't I don't mind talking about it on this because this is, you know, like our original podcast at all. I'd rather talk about it here than other places. But, um, yeah, it was just insane. You know, I had submitted a tape like uh, two years ago or something. Didn't like, you maybe three years ago? Doing some things that we had. Like, I remember the uh, the mayor who has very specific rules about fireworks. Wasn't yeah. that something that was kind of on the pro- podcast? We ripped that point? on the yeah. podcast and I auditioned with it. It was a mayor with... <laughs> Okay, anyway, this is how it went down. I did, um, I sent him this, like, these fucking weird auditions where I was doing, uh, like, a weird tape that I had done, um, uh, what all, what all had I done on that? It was, like, Gallagher, which I'd done on the podcast. <laughs> no, of, like, no, 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 you need to smash more things. I did Gallagher on that tape. I did, uh, Jake the Snake Roberts trying to get into stand-up comedy. <laughs> sure. No, sure. it was Jake the Snake Roberts auditioning to come to children's birthday parties. <laughs> well, that's a Brooks Wheeler classic, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done Jake I, the, you, yeah, you've done Jake the Snake I've quite done a bit. Jake the Snake you did on, on stage. Jesse Ventura's show. Yeah, yeah. In, uh, uh, but he, it was just Jake being like, uh, I'll, I'll let you, I'll bleed on you if you want. You know? like, yeah. it, was, it just, he got real sad. He's like, the government took my snakes. Uh, <laughs> 
And then what was the other? Oh, then I did Adolf Hitler um, if he was into troll dolls. So he was just setting up a bunch of troll dolls on his podium before he gave a hate speech. He was like, this one's name's Billy. He's so cute. I love that you uh, still said Adolf. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is Adolf Hitler doing that. (laughs) Well, so... Yeah, of the Austria Hitlers. I submitted those, and they're so used to getting like Philip Seymour Hoffman. You know that that's yeah. who they're used to. Those are because you do three celebrities and three original characters. So Hitler's one so of your celebrities. Three celebrities with Hitler, Jake the it was Snake, Hitler, Gallagher, Jake and Hitler. the Snake, and Gallagher. What if Hitler was one of your originals? Yeah, exactly. And they they're like, oh, he this guy doesn't know who. I don't, <laughs> yeah, how coincidence? That's great. I don't even remember uh, what I did for the original ones. I did like Terry Blades, who was Pomona's top prop comedian. Uh, I can't even fuck. I don't remember what the other one. I did where was the mayor not one of them the mayor I did but at the audition this was oh. just a tape I think this oh, was pre-mayor okay, yeah. th- anyway didn't you do like a um, a science like a, a PowerPoint presentation as part of your sketch at- oh I I was working on that for because they wanted another tape right um, but then I ended up not sending that tape uh because that was funny. I was a guy who'd never seen a PowerPoint giving a PowerPoint. Uh, it was just a lot. It was just lying a lot of like, okay, here we go. Uh, okay. Anyway, so I submitted that tape, and then the note we got back was, uh, this is a really weird tape. I guess this is, this is the weirdest submission we got, uh, which was not a bad thing. You it's know? not a bad note. Yeah. yeah. So then I go to Montreal. This is That was like a year before Montreal. Then I go to Montreal, and like the SNL people are like there. And um, then they, they, you know, I go up and do well doing stand up. And I think Seth was there, who's the g- genuinely my favorite boss I've ever had, just a really cool guy. And he was Sweet. like, that guy's really funny. And uh, the um, talent producer lady was like, I-, I remember this, I've seen this kid's tape. He's fucking crazy, you know? <laughs> uh, but then my stand up was real kind of normal stand up. Right. So it went great. And then they had me, um, I remember Rutherford, Nick Rutherford's like one of my best friends, you guys, you guys too. Uh, yeah. He, um, he, I was with him when he got a call that Good Neighbor were going to audition for SNL at iOS. And I was like, oh my God, that's so fucking cool. My friend's going to audition for SNL. And then like three minutes later, I got a call that's like, you're auditioning in that same audition. I was like, oh my God. Jesus. And I thought about doing characters, but then I was like, no, I just, I'll just do stand Do whatever you're best at yeah. at that point, right? So then I went to the iOS. Uh, everybody did characters. I didn't take it serious at all not one bit like I fucking you get five minutes you know and I just went up so loose like of like hey what's I'm gonna do stand up okay here and we this go this is not actually Lauren but some no Lauren's there oh Jesus Lauren is there it's really not which is bananas you know cause I was like at the time I was like how cool that that's, this dude will see me that he knows I'm right. a comedian right. yeah, yeah. that's you know I'm at that stage still of like oh my gosh I'm right. in the same room you know cut yeah, to yeah. one week later when I'm fucking on the show but um, so I just went up and it went so well cause it was so loose and didn't really give a shit because uh, I just didn't think it was going to happen. Right, and right. And then, like, the next day, they're like, they're going to fly you to New York to test for the show. I was like, oh, fuck. So crazy. So we fly to New York, and I was like, I bet there's, like, two of us. There's, like, 20 people testing. I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to get this yeah. at all. So many great character people. And I just did fucking stand-up again. But that then you do it on the monologue stage where, wow. um, you know, I'm, I'm, up in the, I'm up in the dressing room. I remember uh, back... Bennett and Kyle Mooney were the only other two dudes I, I kind of knew through Also Rutherford. from Good Neighbor. Yeah, through Good so. Yeah, because it was a weird thing. Now, like, now Nick is back, like, is on the show. He joined now, them this season. Yeah, but which, it was that awkward which, thing where they only took two-thirds. It was yeah. awkward. It really sucks because I wish Nick was there so badly. When, when you I were there. there. I was yeah. like, oh, you, 
you hire one of my best friends right when you fire me. That uh, sucks. Like it would have been so fun to be there with him. Um, okay, so I just kind of know Beck and Kyle. Uh, so we're kind of hanging out a little bit, being like, what the fuck is this? This is crazy, you know? Yeah. Um, I go up and audition. I go up and do it. It goes terribly. It goes fuck. Nobody laughs. You know, you know I, think, I think I got zero laughs. How many people are in the audience, though? It's not real people, I mean, right? it's like Lauren and the producers and right. Seth. A couple of camera uh, guys. Yeah, and the camera guys. Camera guys laugh. The camera guys fucking oh. give it to you, which is so nice of them. Yeah. You know? Because um, they're laughing, which without them, I, it would it would have been terrible. I fully thought it was the worst five minutes of my life at the time. <laughs> like, sure. I got out and was just, like, being really annoying to Beck. I found out later Beck was like, you're fucking so annoying. Because I was like, what the fuck, man? Uh, and then everyone else, I don't know if they're lying or what. They're like, they're always getting laughs in there. And I was like, you were? Like, I got none. I, I don't know if they Jesus. were lying or I was just <laughs> terrible. But um, then I went and started packing my bags. Because I was like, get me the fuck out of here. It's a different here. standard for stand-ups, though. Yeah. What you're, you're used, used to. It's true. It's totally true. Because if you hit a punchline and nobody laughs, it's so much different than doing a character well with nobody laughing. Right. Because yeah. so it I, might be like yeah. they're appreciating it on some level still. Or, Absolutely. Right. Like totally. theater. Yeah. And then I went and started packing my bags to get me the fuck out of there. Because I was like, I want to leave now. I want to get out of here. This is really, this is a bummer. This is, yeah. you know, the end. I never thought it would be on SNL, but then I got it in my head. Maybe I will. And then it just got crushed when that, after that showcase. And then I was packing my bag and my agent called and she was like, they want you to stay around. They want you to stick around. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's so funny. Uh, so then I stayed in New York for like two more days and like drank with Beck and Kyle. And we watched like... Remember we watched like Schmidt's Gay and we're like, what if we're on this show? This would be so weird, you know? And then, yeah. And then, then they hired all those dudes to be on the, in the cast and they, they just called me and we're like, come to New York. We're not sure what capacity you'll be on the show yet. Uh, at the least you're going to write this season. I was like, fuck at the least. That's the greatest news I've ever got. Yeah. 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 And then I went there and I wrote sketches, wrote like a bunch of, uh, Sketches for three weeks, some that I really liked. Like, my favorite was a commercial for a, a lawyer who uh, specialized on retrieving and destroying your real world submission tapes. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's what it was. It was just a law firm that was like, look, we all made one. And <laughs> you can't have that out in the world anymore, okay? Right. You're a doctor now. Call me. Yeah. I'm going to go get it. Yeah. And then <laughs> right. it was me, like, taking the tapes and then, um, I deliver it. I would like hand deliver it to people in in the woods in the dark, and they'd shoot it with a shotgun. <laughs> it was really fun. Yeah, stuff like that. I wrote. Um, you and Michael Che wrote one of the funniest things of that whole year. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then I got. So then. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'm jumping. Well, ahead. Yeah. I had like a couple meetings with Lauren. He was great. I, he was really nice. You know, we just I, we just kind of sit down and talk about music a little bit. I remember like at the audition, we a couple people went out to. Um, dinner for drinks and I remember yeah. he sat next to Lauren and was just, he was like I was just like you should have Arcade Fire on and then he, he had no like not knowing that you're kidding were, me that's what I like pitched I was like Arcade Fire's coming you should have them and then you're the reason Arcade Fire no I'm not the reason <laughs> at all I'm not the reason at all they were already scheduled but they just hadn't been announced yet. Oh, okay, so okay. I just looked cool in like his eyes I'm guessing you know yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. like oh we are this guy has his finger on the post of what's going yeah, on with the kids very much yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um and then, yeah, so then he just called me into his office one time and was like, I'm going to put you in the cast. And I was like, okay, cool. And I, was, I really Is he to... smiling? Does he know what he's doing? He's giving you this thing. I don't know, man. Just, like, I mean, it's, it's an intimidating office to walk yeah, into. Yeah. You know, you're kind of on edge for sure. And then, uh, and then I was like, I think all I said was I just scramble. I was just like, okay, can I stay a writer? I really wanted to continue to keep a writing credit because right. I, I love writing. I, I always 
envision myself as a comedy writer. And he was like, oh, you'll write. You'll still write. Everybody writes. And I was like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and then he's like, okay, I'll accept your And then he's like, you'll have to shave. And I had, you know, this beard. And I was like, no dice, dude. Uh, just <laughs> pull the full Ackroyd. Yeah, I was yeah, just joking around. I'm play and, Nixon with him. Yeah, and he was like, he was like, no, you will. You know, he's like, if you need a mustache. And then he, I think he was like, Danny's the only guy who had a mustache or something like that. And I was like, okay. And then I went back to my desk and finished writing the sketch I was working on. So it is like military rules where you're like, no facial hair. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, unless you're like, a sea captain. Yeah, he, he's like, uh, I think he said like, we're like the Yankees, like something like that. Yeah, <laughs> he loves the Yankees. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it was you know it was real surreal and it was real fun up until that point. And then as soon as that happened, it became a lot less fun realizing how hard it was to get on the air. Oh, just the fighting for yeah, not yeah. fighting, okay. but just stress. Right. The stress level of trying to make it on that show is unlike anything I'd ever experienced. It's very terrifying. Did, yeah, didn't they say that? Uh, I thought I've heard recent people say it's not as cutthroat as it used to be. Like when you read the, I haven't read that book, but um, was it is it Jay Moore that wrote like the one about how brutal it was? Well, I mean, I don't think it's. It's. I don't think it was ever. Maybe. maybe I mean, they made you guys do death matches. Yeah, I mean, I fought Mooney. All of no. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Jousting and it was no. There was no uh, um, meanness to it. It's competitive in the way of I want to be on the air, but not competitive in the way of I don't want those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's just tough, man. Like I'd never written a sketch before in my life, and like my way to my only way to really get on the show was to write a sketch that beat out. The funniest sketch writers in America right. is very because yeah, I wasn't really getting written for. There's a lot of white dudes, uh, so my only way on the show is to fucking write my own sketches. Which, you know, I ended up te- teaming up with a lot of writers where I would just come up with these ideas, and then the writers would really help me flesh them out, like Tim Robinson yeah. and Zach Cannon and Kent Sublet and James Anderson and Michael Che. I wrote with a lot. And that Twelve Years a Slave audition sketch is so funny. Oh, thanks. God yeah, damn. that was from yeah, that was just me and Che fucking around. We wrote that. I think we started writing it at like four in the morning and then I think we finished it at like 12 on Wednesday and then read it at like one. It was just like last second cobbled together. Like we got to come up with something. Yeah. Yeah. It was That's such a based good off sketch. this other, I used to do this when that movie 42 came out, I would go on stage and be like, uh, I, I'm, I'm, uh, working on my audition for the movie 42. I didn't have anybody to read it with yet. Um, so I'm just going to practice. These are my lines. Uh, and then I just would start yelling, it ain't right. <laughs> it ain't right. <laughs> and that's kind of what that sketch came from, which was, if you didn't see it, it's just, um, people auditioning for the movie 12 years a slave and they, for the white people, the parts. white, the mean white people part. And everyone's like, I don't want to say these words. <laughs> It's really fun. Yeah. Like auditioning for like a black panel of direct. Yeah, yeah. they wanted the the girl like reading the guy. girl reading with you with me was Sashir, and they were like, "Go ahead and l- l- look at her while you say it." And I was like, "No." <laughs> and then the camera guy was Jay Farrell. It was really, yeah, it was really that was a good. No, sketch. the like the punchline with Moynihan is so fucking funny. Oh, yeah. Well, that was truly that was the punchline is Bobby. We wrote like, "What if Bobby comes in and he's just a racist guy?" And then Bobby fully. Who is the fucking best? I love He's that so guy. Funny. We wrote a Kid Rock sketch. We wrote together. Me and Bobby would write together a lot. Um, he improv'd. Just, I forgot. You don't realize, you know, like SNL takes everybody 
and then you know what they're the most talented at you don't really get to do on that show and yeah, Bobby's yeah. like the fucking funniest improviser I've ever seen and he just improvised for like 20 minutes I was dying so hard at this just southern race <laughs> but he was a janitor who also loved theater and, and tap dancing man it was I was laughing so hard it was so great yeah when stuff works on that show is nothing better in the world but then you know when you go six weeks without getting on there's nothing worse yeah yeah, yeah. It was weird being there live too because God, stuff man. that I've I gone thought... like twenty eight years without getting on, <laughs> and it's like, dude, the feeling is nuts. It's, it's just, different. It's just every week I'm like, what the fuck, <laughs> yeah. man? And I, well, you know, just keep pitching. Well, do you have to do that? Yeah, yeah just keep pitching. I mean, you got to get tired. Oh, yeah. this explains yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm okay with not being on this season. That's I'm a little better. But I keep wondering why on. my sketches aren't on there, <laughs> and it's like I realize, oh man. Yeah. Hey, Brooks. Uh, did you shake hands with Lon Michaels? Are we going to go straight into a sketch here? <laughs> I mean, a, a science topic? No, I, okay, that's yeah. that's the last time I really talk about SNL that much, but I, no, know, I'm really glad like you... a story I wanted to share on this, which is like, you know, the podcast. Yeah, stuff. I haven't even heard that from you as a person. Yeah, I don't, tell you. I don't I really bring it up it because it's... I don't want to be the dude who just talks about it, yeah. but I, I don't dude, mind it was last year. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't right. think you're like, if you're like 70 and it's the same story, then like you have an issue. Right, well, I've never told the, but, that full story. I wanted to do it like on this because everyone else, I'm like, eh, I don't know you well, guys. Thanks, as well. man. Yeah. No, of course. Yeah, and, it, and we should mention you were also on this season of Girls, and you just put out your first album, and we'll link to that on on probablyscience.com. It's called This Is Cool, Right? It just came out last yeah, month. Yeah, yeah. Listen to that album. I really, 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 really like that album. Like that's what I I took getting fired and put all of that energy into uh, trying to be the best stand-up comedian in the world. Like, do you, you have did you have the bit about uh, about the uh, feeding time on the album? Yeah, it's on there. Nice. Yeah, about getting fired. But like when I got fired, that's when I like kind of came out of this bubble of like oh yeah I'm a fucking stand-up comedian that's what I do like yeah. it was like really gave me a kick in the ass I was like just go be a stand-up comedian that's the fucking best it's what you always wanted anyway speaking of that do we have permission now to go back and put up the second episode we ever recorded I fucked up and it was recording through the onboard mic on my laptop so it sounds like garbage and uh, there was all this uh, Mike Bridenstine was on oh, and Bryson he was on was a blackout drunk <laughs> and you were saying things about smoking pot but you didn't want it on the podcast because you had a day job oh, as yeah, an yeah. engineer so. now I fully just talk about doing I, on my album talk about doing cocaine okay like, yeah, I'm putting that up I'm putting that up yeah. as a bonus episode it sounds awful but I can try to like level it out I don't do cocaine anymore it's a joke about why I don't do it right it's, uh, no one does Yeah, who would, who would do that yeah Anyhow, so you did shake hands with. Lord I Michael. won't try it without smelling it first. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, you know what? I don't. I'm sure I did, but I don't remember a particular time. Well, if you did, there's a good chance you took a sniff of your hand afterwards. There is. There what? is a good chance, according to this little story here. Um, it's a new scientist story that says we know that women's tears transmit chemo. Chemosensory signals. I did not know that. I didn't know that. Who didn't They're know sent that? The lowest testosterone levels and dampens around. Why are they assuming men. we know that? <laughs> and the fuck, that, women's tears cause yeah. things? And that human sweat can transmit fear. That's another thing I didn't know. Like, what? it just what? It's made two assumptions at the beginning of the story. Wait, that sounds like one of those uh, urban legends about how dogs and bees can smell fear, but it, maybe it's real? Like, is that... Humans. Well, I might have to link. I might have to do, cover that afterwards in a second. Yeah, yeah. But, um,. Noam Sobel and his colleagues at the Weizmann Institute of Science in We all know in Russians are better at Frisbee. But did you know that... <laughs> <laughs> it's like what, it's the weirdest, weirdest about, intro to this article. Talk about fear. I got rattled at by a rattlesnake the other day. Didn't see it. Just fully rattled Were at. Were you hiking or something? I was hiking Jeez. in Big Sur, and I was way off, I was way off the trail. Like, did it make you bush. rattled? Dude, I, seriously, I yelled. My girlfriend was maybe like... 50 yards behind me and I just screamed you got it and I fucking ran like just 
it just rattled and I was like okay and I fucking <laughs> understood snake message yeah. received yeah. message snake. received I love how uh, we, we we react automatically but you don't like you don't know how you're gonna react till that moment happens yeah. I, and, and I love that, that you said you got it and ran away. I, I, got, I got mugged at Knife Point one time in Toronto, oh. and uh, it was this, uh, it was, it was, I got mugged by, by a lady. Um, you, you, what? You never told us this. <laughs> yeah, I got mugged by a lady. Um, she was real crazy, man. And, um, really? She was crazy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it was, it was weird because it happened in a, it doesn't matter. I was staying with. I, I was couch surfing and thought it was going to be a safe situation, but it was like a crack house. And I was already, but I was like scared to sleep. I was like, okay, well, it's shelter, but I have to stay up all night because there's a bunch of crazy people here. And there was a girl that was building a fire on the stove, but like with twigs and shit. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about the Illuminati and whatnot, like you do. And, uh, and then I, but she didn't live there. And I was like, hey, are you going to take off soon? Because I'd like to get some sleep. Mm-hmm. And she's like, just sleep. And I was like, well, I'm not going to sleep while you're building a fire on the stove. <laughs> And uh, and she and she goes she goes I'll leave but I need money and I was like what and then she has she takes out this big buck knife and she's like give me your money and um, and and I go no I'm not going to do that but then she comes up and she puts it right up in my neck and the way I react apparently to having a knife on my jugular is I go mm, fair enough <laughs> weird reaction okay uh, fair enough touche yeah. au contraire that's so like, funny you've laid down your kings and she's laying in the aces right. ah, you got me this time oh, right man I remember when I uh, this and, is different dif- different completely but a, a reaction I didn't know I'd have is that I just bumped into Paul McCartney at SNL one time, like literally just turned around a corner and he was right there. That's and funny because he's here right now. Oh, wow. He's, he's walking up. No, okay. Anyway, this is all, I don't want to do this bit right now. But uh, <laughs> all I said was I would just go, ah! <laughs> he's like, eh, hello. And I was like, Rocky Raccoon is the shit. And then I fucking ran. I didn't want to be around him. I you said like, Rocky Raccoon is the shit? Rocky Raccoon is the shit. Great reaction. And just fucking got the fuck out of there. And then realized we have Beatles rock band in our dressing room. And like, it was just like me and I think Kyle being like, you go ask him to come play it with us. Like, nobody did. We never asked him. Wow. Um, so then I go fair enough. So when you shook Paul McCartney's hand, you might not have realized that afterwards you went to. I think he. Hu- I think it was a hug. I think oh, okay. you, you hugged McCartney. You yeah, hugged, I think he hugged. You, I think that's his. Damn name you, too. Brooks. Brooks, you hugged a knight. Did he slip a tongue in? No, no, no. Okay. Didn't try to slip a tongue in. I'm just going to give you a little bit of my tongue. I was always worried that like Lauren would walk around the corner as I was like fawning over a celebrity and be like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" Like, because like, I would get so excited. You know, but you don't want to be like, "Can I get a photo with you?" Because you're supposed to act like it's normal. But isn't that? I, I hate that. That even like I don't do that with sort of peer type people because it makes the relationship different. But I'm like, I'm going to wish I had just pictures from this period in my life and shows I'm doing and stuff. You know, the only like, the only person I was like, "Can I get a photo with you?" is Eddie Vedder. Of course, yeah. yeah. But you're a, you're a pearl gym freak. I'm a, it was that was that was like I have to do this. Yeah, I have to do this. And it was he was the fucking nicest. I talked to him for like thirty minutes. He was so nice. Hey yeah. Brooks, yeah, he was really hey, cool, man. Cool. <laughs> it was that was the coolest day because I love Pearl Jam so much, and I just told him the story about how the only time me and my brothers have ever really done anything together was to go see Pearl Jam twenty in Alpine Valley, Wisconsin, together. And he was like, oh, awesome. Ah, like he was just so, so appreciative of like, 
that's such a thank you, man. Oh, that's great. And I was just like, no problem. Like it was so. All right, sorry to talk about that. No, that's amazing. That was. But he's the one dude. Who's the one dude you got a photo with, Andy? I mean, I, yeah. If I met McCartney, I would have to find a way to have someone else sneakily take the picture. Right. Like Matt. I don't know. I'm really not a photo guy. Like I'm, I'm one person. If you bumped into him, you just want. No, it is photo. weird that you get you hire speed sketchers though. Yeah, <laughs> just to stand there and I mean, yeah. you you have several awesome caricatures of you and famous people. Like I met John Cleese a couple of weeks ago, and I was, I got to say hello and shake his hand and say I was a fan, and other people were taking photos, and I was like, mm, I. I was like, no, I'm happy just to have had that moment. I'm happy to have had the handshake and the conversation. All right, so I'm an asshole, I guess. Huh? <laughs> no, I don't know. I d- I'm trying to think whether. No, any- I'm trying to think who the one person would be, and I don't think. I mean, Cleese made me as as a sort of British comedy fan. That's about as. Yeah, that's huge. Let's well, say we can all agree, as- Bill Murray. If any of us met, did you did you meet him at all? No, we- no, he was not, he wasn't around. We can just take a photo with Brendan anytime we want. <laughs> what See, Jesse, who would you get a photo with? Like somebody that you'd like. Uh, you as a ten year old would be like, I have to get a photo with this person. This is weird, but I think most of the photos that I would want to take would be just to make my parents think my life is going well. Yeah. Yeah, so like that's a good point. I might so, I might have to do McCartney just because that's my mom is such a big my dad, McCartney fan. My dad is like such a Beatle freak. I mean, I think I'm a bigger Beatle freak than my dad, but he would think that's the coolest thing ever. Like Same they, with my dad. They would print that out and frame it if I had like a picture with McCartney. You know, but cuz most of the people that matter to me like if I got a picture with like I don't know, like Chuck Palahniuk or something. Like they're not going to give a fuck. Yeah, right. Yeah, That's yeah, a terrible example, by the way. But but I mean, like I know yeah. what you're saying. They don't care. And like I would want a picture with like Cormac McCarthy. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just a grizzled right. Knoxville, Tennessee guy is sitting there. Like he just looks like beef jerky. Right. Um, my dad. He said, if McCartney's ever there, let me know. I'll come. I'll I'll be there no matter what from Iowa. And then McCartney came, but it was like a surprise pop in. You know, they just show up on Saturday. My dad was like, "Why didn't you tell me he was coming?" I was like, "They don't really share what's happening right, with right. with Brooks Whelan that often." There isn't like <laughs> they've been burnt by that before yeah. in previous years. Well, it's just yeah, they're not like okay, who are the special guests? Go let the new guys know. Right. <laughs> wow. So they can tweet it in time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was surprised at how like how. F- it's tiny how little space there is in there and how few tickets you guys have to give out to people oh, like, so, there's no yeah I think we got two tickets every other episode what is it because it only fits like 200 people probably what is yeah, it yeah I don't know maybe 250 or something I don't know either way uh, what that's about- a lot of hands to shake a lot of hands to shake so Noam Sobol and his colleagues are wondering how these kinds of signals might be exchanged and he turned to one of the most common ways in which people touch each other shaking hands we started looking at people and noticed that afterwards the hand somehow inadvertently reached the face, says Sobel. To find out if people really were smelling their hands as opposed to scratching their nose, for example, his team surreptitiously filmed 153 volunteers. Some were wired up to a variety of physiological instruments so that airflow to the nose could be measured without them realizing this was the intention. I have no idea how they could do that subtly. Um... The volunteers were filmed as they greeted a member of the team, either with or without a handshake. The researchers recorded how often the volunteers lifted their hands close to their nose and how long they kept them there in the minutes before and after the greeting. Before the greeting, both men and women had their hands near their nose 22% of the time on average. Airflow in the nose more than doubled at the same time, suggesting they were smelling their hands. After shaking hands with someone of the same sex, on average, volunteers sniffed their shaking hand more than twice as much as they did before the handshake. If the person was of the opposite sex, they smell their, non-sha- their non-shaking hand twice as much 
as be- as before the handshake. They're non-shaking hands. That's weird. Just to to do like an A to B comparison of the shaking and non-shaking hand to see if they can tell the difference. Uh, yeah. Uh, wait. Um, I'm trying to think of the last time I've just done a, a straight up handshake with somebody, and if I can picture myself. Then. Yeah, I guess it's very subconscious. I mean, yeah, I, I constantly sniff my fingers, uh-huh. but I mean, I'm aware of it. Yeah, like, I'm yeah. aware that I'm sniffing I, my fingers. I went, you know? in, I went into this audition the other day and I shook the producer lady's hand, and um, then she immediately put uh, like hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer on. <laughs> oh, she's yeah. Like, she's like, sorry, it's nothing uh, with you. And I go, no, no, don't worry. I'm filthy. I'm covered in poison oak right now. And she thought I was joking, not joking. Currently, at that time, covered in poison oak. <laughs> and I didn't get the part, and I hope she's got poison oak now. Yes. I got poison oak when the rattlesnake rattled at me. It was a bad day. Um, anyway. Don't if I shake your hand, don't immediately put on hand sanitizer. It's a, but yeah, I did hear someone told me a while ago, like don't they hate shaking hands in auditions? Yeah, that's why I go in and I, I hug, I kiss, yeah, shake hands. Well, that's the thing. Like you don't I shake touch, hands, you go in like chest you first. Touch their face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You touch hey, their face. You. you stroke their face, but with the back of your hand. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, you just Travolta. You just yeah. do the, the Oscars Travolta move. Oh my move. God, yeah. how and crazy. He was just like, what? I'm not gay at all. Job. Look how I touch ladies. <laughs> yeah, it was like the it was oh. like the Michael Jackson kiss. Dude, it was just, yeah. ah. This is how humans kiss, right? <laughs> right. That guy's great. <laughs> if I was an alien trying to look like a human kissing somebody. That's yeah, great. Uh, so they also teamed, carried out the experiment with people wearing sterile gloves. The chemicals the gloves picked up from the experimenters' hands included squalene and hexadecanoic acid, both of which are involved in social signaling amongst dogs and rats. Uh, people constantly have a hand at their face. They're sniffing it, and they modify that behavior after shaking hands. That demonstrates that the handshaking is a chemo-signaling behavior. That's oh. weird. Oh, here we go. Um, uh, this is the opposite sex explanation. It says, It may seem counterintuitive that the volunteers smelled their shaking hand more when they encounter someone of the same sex, but that's the wrong way to think about it, <laughs> says Sobel. We tend to think of social chemo signaling as what? a cross-gender story, but it's not. There are plenty of instances where signaling happens within the same sex, he says, such as women synchronizing their menstrual cycles or rodents sniffing out dominance. The pa- behavior could you know, also be context-specific. normal things. <laughs> All right. Oh, he also says the context could be, uh, behavior could be context-specific. In a bar, for example, the pattern may be reversed. He says it's just the tip of the iceberg, says Sobel. This is all by Barry Sobel, right? Yeah. <laughs> Barry Sobel. <laughs> uh, all right. This story's boring to me. <laughs> it is. This is boring. I was boring. talking to Jesse before we yeah. recorded. I was like, how, how long before Brooks gets bored with a story? I mean, I, I, I agree. This, I this agree is a boring that it's a boring story. story. Yeah. I, I, uh, you I know. mean, that's why. That's the other, I forgot when I used to be used on the podcast. You used to be real bored with stories. You'd undercut like, everything. Next. Yeah, and I'd play. I was. Was the opposite still of yes and? Yeah. yeah. Do you still think it's boring when he says, when it says the team is now looking at how chemo signaling through handshaking yeah, is affected I still think this in behavioral conditions such as autism spectrum boring. disorders. Oh uh, yeah, I next. think you should be on more often because you're probably a good barometer for like the average person's attention span. I don't mean that as an insult. It's like really, like no, we, I, when I it gets boring, you're going to tell us. Self awareness is important, it's important on, when yes. you're talking about a science story. Yeah. I mean, hand smells. Let's talk about fucking dinosaurs. How about you know what? Here, this is what I was hoping to get into with the earlier discussion. Let's was talk about your tattoo, on Mars. Your tattoo. You don't necessarily regret it, but if you had a short, you, you can get it removed, but it's expensive. It takes laser treatment, yeah, right? Yeah, no, I've, I've just decided to own it. I'm done getting tattoos. Okay. 
Like my girlfriend was like, we should go get another tattoo. I'm like, look at my body. <laughs> I don't trust myself one bit. I, whatever choice I make now will instantly be dumb. <laughs> Brooks, what if I told you that there may be a cream that can remove that tattoo for you? I don't want it, man. You I, don't want the cream. Well, look, I got to make fun of it on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. I could point like, it's just a barometer to be like, I'm aware that these suck. Look, you can look it up. I know these are terrible. And now they're just kind of so dumb. They're not, I don't mind them. But let's say you're maybe like uh, a, a girl who got a butterfly on her lower back back in 1996 before the term tramp stamp even existed. Yes. Sure. You or might someone wanna... who's no longer a Nazi. Right. <laughs> right. Change your stance on the Jews. Right. Oh, I like that joke. Right. But still a tramp stamp. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like a tramp stamp. Yeah. That's the oh best. God. You know what? Like a little eagle with a spray Yeah, wings. Yeah. It's like oh. a butterfly. Uh, <laughs> the hottest little Nazi. Like, you know someone. Ha- uh, hold on. I'm Googling. I'm searching. Uh, Nazi <laughs> tramp stamp. A tramp stamp. Oh, okay, that's so, got to exist. So there's a cream. Just go to March of the Juggalos or whatever the fuck, and you'll you'll see one. Gathering. Gathering. Yeah. It should be March. March of the it's March, March of, of the, the Penguins. Oh, what man. if they migrated? <laughs> like it ends at the gathering. <laughs> man, have you guys had Joe DeRosa on here? No. You gotta no. Have I love his story though. His, He's got his the Juggalo best story. Gathering of the Juggalo story. I got booed off the stage at the University of Florida opening for Ludacris. Uh, to like 15,000 people I, I, They booed me off And I immediately called Joe DeRosa to feel better Because he was like No man Fuck them dude Like that's not right Like dude That's a terrible DeRosa Have you heard uh, Have you heard Bargatze's Juggalo story I can't wait Whatever he Whatever he says Is funny to me He um, oh, Bargatze's great He talked about It was just like The best heckle He's ever gotten Because it was so multi, It was so multi-leveled yeah. But he did Gathering of the Juggalos and he goes out, and whatever he was opening with was about some dream he had. And he goes, so I had this uh, dream. And just without missing a beat, someone in the crowd goes, fuck your dreams! <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, but like, you know, he's like trying to be a comic, and he's yeah. just like, fuck, man, you, you're right. Like, <laughs> Look, right. dude, I, I, I didn't want to say it, but you're right. right? That's so funny to me. All right. Uh, so help is on hand for those who don't like their tattoos. What did you see on the swastika tramp stamp, though? Uh, I didn't find a swastika tramp stamp. I found a swastika made of penises, and I found a swastika tattoo that uh, on every side, it's LOL, then the third L becomes the leg of the swastika, so it's like a daisy tree LOLs. Creative. Right. Okay. Sure. Uh, so help is on hand. It's tough to congratulate whoever made that, like... All right, LOL, swastika, yep. neat. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you're going to go to a different school now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, help is on hand for those who don't like their tattoos. Alec Falconem, a PhD student in pathology at Dalhousie, I don't know how I'm pronouncing that, uh, University in Halifax, has developed a pain-free solution, something called biphosphonate liposomal ha- tattoo removal, which is basically a kind of vanishing cream. You rub it on a few times and the tattoo fades. Uh, it tackles the problem from a totally different angle from how laser technology does. Instead of the most common laser techniques, the cream utilizes the skin's natural healing processes. When ink pigments enter the body during a tattoo, they are attacked by and eaten by white blood cells known as macrophages. Um, There are two kinds of those at work. One set carries some of the the ink's pigment to the draining lymph nodes, removing it from the area around the new tattoo. The other set, the macrophages which have eaten the pigment, bury themselves in your skin to form the visible, visible tattoo. But over time, that second set are slowly replaced. That's why tattoos fade over the years. And the idea behind the removal cream is that the BLTR targets those pigment-carrying macrophages for removal. So Falconem and his team made the cream using a lipid vesicle or liposome that they created specially. Is it boring yet? 
No, I mean, this is... It, look, Matt's was, it was on minute 10. Okay, okay, okay. As long as we keep it two, okay, okay. two or three minutes. We don't have to be, yes. Uh, so the new macrophages come to remove the liposome from cells that once contained pigment, and they also take the pigment with, with them to the lymph nodes, resulting in a fading tattoo. So now you don't have to spend thousands to go to Dr. Tadoff. Well, I mean, I don't know, I don't know how much the cream's going to cost. But, but your presumably- name's Dr. Tadoff. You, it's, uh, you're going to do it. That's your job. <laughs> Um, but this that, is why I didn't. That's re- very interesting. I mean, that is like if you could figure this out, this is a fucking billion oh, yeah. dollar. Oh yeah. Oh god, this is the next. It's like the sneeches. Like you make money with the stars on, make money with the stars off. I think if someone it's can like make the, the technology, the Doctor Seuss, Seuss book, the Star Belly sneeches. Some have stars, some don't. It becomes like first it becomes high status to have them, then like the lower, then everybody gets them. So like, oh fuck, now the thing is we have a removal device that makes us different not having yeah. them. Yeah. It's I like breast implants or tattoos. Have, that's what it got. I I didn't have a fucking chance, man. Growing up in Iowa <laughs> in 2000, graduated high school time. in 2005 in Iowa. It's fucking tattoo city there, man. Everybody in my, like. Dude, yeah. I was 04 in Nashville. I can't believe I don't have any you tattoos. You made it through, man. I yeah. can't yeah. fucking believe it. I thought someone held you down at graduation there. Or Dude, something. I know people like our age that just have like REO Speedwagon tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know how the, the white trash just infiltrates, yeah. just gets in you. Oh, I, man. Yeah, no, it's, I didn't, I had older brothers who had them. I thought it was cool. And then, yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong, guys. What about, I've always thought that if they made a really good looking tattoo that lasted a year, like I'd be, I'd sign up for a lot of those. Like if, after a year, it's gone completely on its own. But you just have like a a, a real. You're you know, talking about body art right now. You, no, but I'm like a year, like you know, it's not like it's a sticker like face or painting. Well, you're talking about no, this. This I'm, I'm not making this. So clear. You are, and I get what you're saying. But I get what you're saying, but it it takes away. It sounds like what, this guy is a this guy that came up with this cream is a real American hero. Yeah. Sounds like an American hero. You know who else is an American hero? Is uh, Chesley Sullenberger. You guys remember him? Of course. Oh, is that Sully Sullenberger? Sully Sullenberger yeah. obviously landed his fucking jet in the Hudson. Yeah. Because it was hit by birds. That's not a sex euphemism. Or a sex yeah. like no, it is. Okay. It is. He, uh, yeah. No, he, he also uh, fucks backup singers. But, <laughs> but um, guys, why do birds keep crashing into cars and why planes? Why do birds keep what? crashing into planes? See, this is a science thing I like. I don't want to get all in there with the with the macrophages, tech, macrophages and, and collagen. I want to hear about birds hitting cars. Yes. Hey, there's a great. First of all, this article has an awesome sort of cocky, uh, like World War II era newsreel um, photo caption. This AMX fighter jet was no match for a black vulture. And then it has a photo of a fucking oh my God. vulture just put that on the website. Shoved in a Jesus. fighter jet. Oh God, that's Ooh. brutal. Um, By the way, apologies for us scheduling this again during. Uh, no one cares. <laughs> during, no one, we got so many emails that no one could even hear it. I, okay, I hope you guys can't hear the yeah, weed, weed whacker in the background. Weed but, whacker. Uh, he's um, doing weed whacker stuff. That's crazy. That it, put that photo. It, it's a fighter jet. It looks it's like a missile. Giant. It's crazy. It fucking up. looks yeah. like a missile destroyed the front end of it. So from a vulture. Yeah. So most birds are idiots. We know that. They yeah. fly into airplanes. They smash into cars. They fling themselves at pigs with reckless abandon. Didn't oh, know dude. About that. Did you guys see the picture yesterday of the weasel on the, on the woodpecker's uh, woodpecker? back? Yes. It's crazy. It's a weasel trying to take down a woodpecker. So it just looks like it's piggybacking on oh, it. Oh, that's awesome. And then it went around with everyone going like, so adorable. A woodpecker is yeah. giving a right to a weasel. No, it's trying to murder <laughs> right. the right. Dude, at the, I think at the, I always <laughs> suspect that when I see when I see babies on, on uh, an adult's back. Yeah. I'm like, are, are, is that... Is that their parent? That's a mean baby. That's a mean baby. And then a load of shitty like BuzzFeed and other websites uh, just took the image and cropped out the the attribute. uh, Oh, of course. 
Yeah, the internet is garbage. Like, Journalism is dead. We're yeah, all. I had a I had a photo that monsters. blew the fuck up on the internet uh, that I got zero credit for. Like, I mean, like it was everywhere. Was it that like? That, did you picture? Did you? Did was you that guy in front of the tank? No, it was. Did the you photo. take a picture of a dress? Because I no, wasn't sure what color that was. No, it was a photo <laughs> where if you flip this photo upside down, it looks. I took this photo right outside my house. Okay, I'm going to show you guys this. Oh, it was a reflection in yeah, a, a in reflection. a really still pond. It yeah. looked cool. Like, see that normal, and then you flip it upside down, and it, it looks. It could be like a night version of it. Yeah, yeah. That was like. See this photo? Oh I'll, yeah! I'll put it and then right there, beautiful. Anyway, anyway I don't I, know. I lost. Did someone else reposted that without giving. I lost. You guys gotta yell next. I lost me. 120 Twitter followers the other day because of a photo I put on. What? So no big deal. What was it? You guys know I'm doing uh, that thing called shop giving. Have I talked about that on here? Shop giving? No. Shop giving? No. What is that? Instead of shoplifting, uh, you make a fucked up product and leave it in stores. Oh, you've told us about. <laughs> I don't think you've mentioned it on air. Um, yeah, it's called shop giving, and it's this thing that I'm doing. It's mainly food products because I like to do it up at Ralph's, and it's really funny to do really subtle stuff. Like you go to Kinkos and print up your own Pringles wrap. Right, you know, right, it's right. just a sticker. And then you can just have a fucked up flavor of Pringles. And it's like people like, is this real or whatever? So I... I um, what are the ones you've done? Uh, I, well, I've, I have a lot of them made up, right? Um, but just like, like there's a flavor called like sadness. And it's just like, you know, sad flavor. That's but anyway, really funny. so um, here's the... It's, it's just subtle enough to make people question it. But there's a, a Cheerios box I made. Jesus, dude. It says retards love them. No, it's not. It's nope. insane. Cheerios. Retards love them. That's going mean, to lose us some listeners, too, actually. No, it's that's, not. Uh... Dude, listen, and I will be on a limb alone on this. Everyone else can back up from their mics. <laughs> With a fucking chainsaw. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, everyone else, back up from your mics. I don't care. I'm backing up. Okay. The mentally handicapped love Cheerios and they always have loved Cheerios if there was an action figure instead of it coming with a gun it would come with a Ziploc bag of fucking Cheerios we have listeners who have mentally handicapped children we know this we have mentally handicapped listeners fucking write in and back me up on this the Cheerio thing is uncanny I think it is, the this is not the issue, Jesse. I think <laughs> you're missing the, the point. The it's word. just like if you, uh, well, I'm not going to say what the equivalent is, but you know, that's the, that's the new, that <laughs> is the R word. Nope, no equivalent. That's the R word. That's the new word that is known by its first letter only because of how bad a word it is. Are you talking about uh, retard? I'm talking about the R word. It is cruel to call someone a word that's full of letters they can't pronounce, <laughs> but I'm going to not. Don't be a C word and don't normally use the R word. I will like back up people, look at it from both points of view. I can't back <laughs> you up. There's no, you shouldn't be arguing for the use of the word retard. I'm not. But you were talking about it. Just don't, I don't know. No, the joke here is Cheerios marketing. The joke isn't that I'm saying mm. this is Jesse's cereal that no, he backs up. No, I know. The, if I saw, if you putting that on a Cheerios box is like really fucking with Cheerios advertising, that is funny. Um, yeah, I'm yeah. not backing yeah. that. I, I'm not a slur guy. I know. As I know. A, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get, I, like Yeah, as a satire of the way multinational corporations piggyback off of disabilities to make themselves absolutely look good slash aspirational that's not yeah i'm not a i'm not a slur guy i consider it uh, marketing satire but that's the idea behind like shop giving that it, it's it's always something where you're like wait a minute did they do that i mean you're like, fuck, you're fucking with cheerios which i like i like fucking with corporations yeah i mean i'm on board i'm on board so obviously yeah, I mean, big cereal can fuck right the hell off right big cereal i, mean, I like, hate mom they, and pop cereal yeah, yeah so yeah. obviously when i say obviously then i go off on a comedic rant about the uncanny love of cheerios right amongst the what? 120 to followers those birds. okay yes yeah yeah but what I, yeah, but what i'm saying is uh, you know obviously yeah we're going to lose some well, listeners but 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 also 
Somebody fucking write it. People have noticed the cheer. I've talked to people at work in special ed, and they've noticed the Cheerios thing. You're arguing the wrong part of this, man. No one's questioning yeah, yeah, that part of it. Nobody's fighting you on that. <laughs> no one's fighting me on that. On you guys know that's true. The fact that people like Cheerios. You know what? You know what people love more than that. Wait, is, what's the bird story? Yes. Bird yeah. Story. Well, obviously we're gonna get to the bird story, man. Birds crashing into planes. Everyone loves. Well, did you guys? I no, am just like. Oh, we, I shouldn't have said. We nothing. live in a time where internet outrage is is like powering our nation's infrastructure. Well, like they that. can put that on me. Yeah. Like, put it on me. I don't give a fuck. But like, you know, don't, yeah, don't attack the podcast. I told everyone to back up from the mics. <laughs> Chris Burke, when he visited my school, smelled like Cheerios, bro. <laughs> Now, listen, over 11,000 birds smashed into airplanes in 2013 alone, and those collisions create more havoc than simply flattened animal carcasses and clouds of feathers. Bird strikes in the air have killed at least 255 people since 1988. On U.S. highways, about 80 million birds, some of them endangered, die every year when beak meets windshield. Now scientists are pecking away, fuck off, at the <laughs> mystery behind why birds... Who wrote this, BuzzFeed? <laughs> no, uh, who are experts at evading it's predators. Like a local news I Yeah, there's been 5,000 too many words for a BuzzFeed to write that. Right, right. Uh, they, keep, they keep crashing into planes and cars. So scientists played videos of speeding trucks in front of cowbirds and monitored their individual response times. They found that the birds easily escaped vehicles traveling up to 60 miles per hour, but above that, they're totally fucked. <laughs> Brown-headed cowbirds in the study usually manage to respond quickly enough to avoid virtual collisions during simulated low-speed vehicle approaches, but they were often overwhelmed by high-speed approaches. Turns out that cowbirds gauge their risk of death by truck based on distance, not speed. So when the vehicle appears to be about 100 feet away, the birds, they just fly off. So for dodging predatory hawks or cars in the slow lane, that strategy might work. But at higher speeds, again, these birds are totally fucked. The findings mesh nicely with similar study conducted last year on turkey vultures. In that study, the researchers had no sentimental ties to their avian subjects. They drove a real pickup truck directly at birds <laughs> and tried to pick them off. <laughs> turkey vultures. These hapless vultures managed to escape the pickup only when it was traveling less than 55 miles per hour. Modes of transportation are, getting, are only getting faster, and bird collisions are becoming more common and more costly. Passenger jets typically take off at 150 miles per hour. Far too fast for birds to avoid. So a bird strike on Southwest Airlines last month forced the crew to land after flames began shooting out of the engine. Given that they can't get out of the way, it is still funny we put it on them and call it a bird strike, not a bird. us hitting a bunch yeah. of birds that were where they were. Yeah, um, yeah It's like like the cyclist strike that you had in New York the other <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, the, when I took down that taxi. <laughs> <laughs> the scientists suggest that pulsating lights on airplanes might give the birds a better shot at detecting aircraft from afar. Pilots also have in-flight strategies for dodging birds with a death wish. Avoid areas such as marshlands and landfills because birds love them. And uh, <laughs> also avoid flying beneath a flock of birds. When birds sense danger in the air, they have a tendency to dive. And on the ground, scientists say we should slow down, especially when driving near conservation areas, because nobody wants an endangered species to go extinct on their bumper. This makes sense, because like, why would these animals have had time to evolve... Uh, like? As far as their little brains are concerned, like nothing can go that fast, right? Like a hundred years ago, nothing did go that fast that they could ever encounter in, in, in well, their even, lives. Like also, just the amount of things you'd need to evolve to be able to get out of the way. Like it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Like you can't in the same way. Well, no, no. no. Could- I, th- I think it's when they have time to get out of the way. Uh, it's not a time issue. It's just like they don't realize how fast this thing could be coming at them because they're processing distance, not speed. You know what I mean? Like, the, if they did know to move, they would have time to move. In some of these tests, it sounds like they just don't know to move. I think is what it's saying. I, I don't know. I was thinking the other. When I was, li- this is just 
I remember when I was little, I loved Pokemon a lot. And uh, this is stupid, but like I remember like really wishing in sixth grade that Pokemon were real, like sitting outside, like playing it, being like, oh, I wish well, that'd be so cool. And I remember like a hummingbird went by. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> no, really, a more magical thing. Yeah, like Pokemon go. is real. There's animals now, everywhere. I'm when like, you, These fucking things aren't Pokemon. When you were sitting outside thinking about that, I really want you to look into your memory here, like Freud style. Okay. Really look in, imagine where you were, imagine it. Yep. Iowa, uh-huh. in the, out in the woods. Okay. You're sitting there, you're wishing Pokemon were real. Mm hmm. You had a bag of Cheerios. <laughs> you and I both oh, know. Okay. I think I'm trying to think what you and I both know. You had a bag. Of, no, 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 no. Imagine what was in your pocket. I'm telling you, you had one. You one might of those have fold over sandwich we bags full of dry Cheerios. Family, Cheerios. Yeah. There wasn't any sugar on them, so we didn't we didn't have them. Is it no? I thought Cheerios is full of sugar. I mean, I need it fucking are. soaked. Okay, like, I can't, I'm, yeah, I, I, I can't find any cereal sugar. in America that doesn't have. Cheerios. Just a bag of sugar in every. No, yeah, I can't. Uh, but you say you don't think any American cereals don't have sugar? I can't find any American cereal that what? doesn't have like a bag of. You kidding me? What like, are you? Just the staples: Rice Krispies, uh, um, um, cornflakes. Really? No, I mean if they do, it's a minuscule amount. Cheerios, Not enough, baby. You know what I used to do? I would buy uh, Frosted Flakes or, or Frosted Mini Wheats. Frosted Mini Wheats, which we all know are amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the best part of Frosted Mini Wheats is that last bowl. Because that's all the shake at the oh, bottom. Oh, yeah. You get yep, the swag. Yeah. Right? Yep, yep, what yeah. I'm saying is you don't have to settle for all the shit before that. Take that bag. Take a fucking hammer. Go to town on it. You know what? I do that with um, Snyder's, those Snyder's buffalo oh, pretzels. Oh, uh, they're, they're, they're like crunchy. I you love, like the buffalo? I love the buffalo. I will... Um, I'll break it up, you know, get a little, you know, I don't want big chunks. I want, I want little chunks. Yeah. I, I got a breaking bad, that shit. Yeah. You know, like a uh, honey mustard and onion sliders. I like the Buffalo dog. I like the Buffalo, but I eat the whole bag and then I feel like a sick dog. Like I can't, I eat the whole bag every time. Sure. It's All like right. Sour Patch Kids. I can't stop. It ruins Sour your Sour Patch Kids are and so good. And the inside your cheeks are... Hey, uh, well, yeah. let me ask you guys this about Sour Patch Kids, because now they're Sour Patch Kids and they have Sour Patch Kids Extreme. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, it seems like the they just dulled down the regular ones and made the extreme what the regular ones used to be. I like the watermelon. I just like that watermelon one. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah I know what you're talking like about. Like watermelon, watermelon wedges? Yeah. yeah. That's where I'm at. Um, shaped like the fruit that they're supposed to taste like. Love That's it. it All be. right, Brooks, pick a story. Pick a story. Do you want uh, why f- cappuccino is less, like, is, is less likely to spill than the regular coffee or a possible new AIDS vaccine? Oh God! I want. Let's do or, less likely to spill. <laughs> I mean, that just sounds Wait, more or, fun. Or a third option, if you don't like either of those, uh, we we did get a. <laughs> I would say there's a shit ton of listeners. I would say a shit ton about the goddamn dress. That uh, fucking dress. I don't want to talk about the okay, dress. Okay, okay, good, F- fair enough. We've addressed it, and we're not going to address. We've addressed it. Yeah, plenty of other people. If you if you want to know anything about the science of why the dress might look slightly different to other people, just Google science behind dress and read three of the articles. Yeah. Or just accept uh, that, like, the the lighting was weird on that picture. <laughs> I feel like people, like, I, I, I was like, if they think this is mind-blowing, do they know about the colorblindness test? Like, right. do you see 16 or not? <laughs> I see 16, my brother right. doesn't. Right. Yeah, that's how people visually see I, things I will say the one thing in, in defense of that story and the way people got crazy about it is that people who didn't think that they had any difference in color perception because they're not colorblind, they passed the colorblindness test in the past, different people who consider themselves to have exactly the same type of sight, yeah. were adamant that it was a different color, and that did is what caused the conflict. It I, wasn't I, just... I don't think that's what caused the conflict. I think what caused the conflict is the fact that both is true. It's like how... Uh, Andy, it's okay. These damn neighbors... 
taking care of their it's two lawn. weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. This okay. exact what were you saying, Jesse? Well, the the, the it's just everyone stay close to the mic, I guess. Uh, yeah. Jesus Christ. We gotta stop doing Tuesday mornings. He's, he's, I think there might be a chainsaw murder happening. The table that we're on, there's <laughs> leaves all over it, and he's getting rid of them for us. Thank you so much. Is he wearing like a hockey mask and chasing yeah. someone through the woods? Um, I mean, that is absurd. <laughs> those, those camp counselors shouldn't have let him drown. It's it's their right. fault. Well, your brain can adjust for different lighting. So some pe- it's it's not about but color different blindness. Different people's didn't, and different people's didn't didn't in different ways. What, how you saw it was based on whether you assumed it was as you're seeing it, or whether you uh, adjusted in your head for how it was overexposed. So well, or like or, some people can make it flip. I can't. Like I could never see those stripes as black, and other people could only see the stripes as black. Well, and that's first what, of all, that's what the made stripes it were the black. Internet. First of all, the stripes were black lace, so they're overlaying blue. And also, the one at the top is a mesh. I mean, if you actually look at the dress from the website, it is black and blue. It's a black and blue dress. And now we're fighting about it, which is the exact thing. No, we're not fighting about it. That's unarguable. You can go to Amazon. You can buy the fucking dress. It's black and blue. I'm so so glad this didn't happen in in October, by the way, because every fucking Halloween costume would be this. If this was like two weeks before Halloween, this had happened. Right. Every party would be. All I know is the dress is white now. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't, I don't know. Is this you being washed thoroughly? What do you mean, white? Yeah, yeah sure. It's white. What's the joke? Uh, ejaculate, ejaculate joke. People came joke on it? Ejac- Everyone People came on the dress. Because of their excitement about the story? They their excitement about the story. Right, okay. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. This, Guys, this I, don't, I, don't, I don't say uh, retard as a slur. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm really in my head about it, man. Yeah. Because it's like, I, that's, I know what that's you mean, not man. like. No, you know what I mean? When no, it's I like, know when you say. No, when you misarticulate like a joke and it's like. The joke, that's not the joke. The joke is that, like, this company right, right, is right. using this as market. They're so ignorant of the thing. It's, but it's like, that's not a thing that I say. Like, I I, it. You're, I, call, you're calling yeah. a corporation on their bullshit. But, but I mean, obviously, yeah, we have plenty of listeners that are of all sorts of, like, I mean, that, I have nothing but uh, love and empathy and respect for every. I'm a total humanist. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I know it's a weird thing to say after I'm, to- I'm a total humanist. But, All right, uh, so foamy liquids are less spl- okay. likely to splash than liquids without yes, bubbles. Let's talk yeah, about they are. Yes. Such right, as thanks, cappuccinos buddy. and indeed beer. <laughs> it's also been noticed Publicist that... Brooks Whelan. Yeah. Imp- when carrying pints of Guinness. stop. I mean, Jesse's just... We need to, we need to sweep this under the rug. Okay? <laughs> we need to sweep... We need to bury this story. Okay? Bury this. What else do you have coming out? Let's talk about... The, and, and, you ever made a sex tape? Let's make a sex let's tape. Let's do a sex <laughs> tape with a retarded person. <laughs> No, 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 Oh, hear me out, hear me out. What I'm saying is the sex tape industry capitalizes on... Just yell the N-word. Okay, okay, all right. We need to... Attack the president. I don't know You need to write a letter to General Mills. Oh, my gosh. All right, go ahead. So the study authors who work together as part of the complex fluid group at Princeton University. Oh, I love them. Love their work. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the simple fluid group sucks. I mean, you have to you have to work. It's like whiplash. You want to get the day that the day that the the, chair tryouts for the complex group. The day the instructor comes in and pulls you to the complex group. Uh, I love that movie. It was just that dude bullying nerds. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's yeah, like fucking nerds doing here. Yeah. I saw that whole movie. I was like, yeah, get them. They're nerds. Yeah, get the nerds. <laughs> Ugh, I hate those nerds. Yeah, I like I like Baldy. Yeah. And then with fucking Boyhood, it was just the movie. I was like, this kid keeps having dope dad after dope dad. 
fucking all these cool dads rolling in out of this guy's life. I had one dad. He's got three cool dads. His dad let him buy booze for him. That yeah. coolest dad. Oh, that dad. That dad. Oh, he's just drinking beer. What a cool guy. I saw in New York. I think what made me love, like the the most beautiful thing I saw in it, the whole time I lived there, it was cold, and I was walking home. It was in front of the Sunshine Cinemas on Houston and uh, the Lower East Side, and I just saw a crazy person by himself roasting movie posters. Nice. <laughs> he was just looking at movie posters, <laughs> making fun of it to no one, and then moving on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "What is this guy doing?" And then I walked up, and he was in front of the. He like had just made fun of boyhood. I don't know what he was. He was like he was like gay kid on the grass, and then he moved to the next <laughs> to the next poster, and it was for Foxcatcher. And he goes, I don't know, gay PE teacher, and then he moved down to the next. He just called everything. He would just say what it was, and then call it gay. Uh, and in my head, it was just like I was like, man, New York. Pretty funny. I'm pretty I'm funny picturing, town. It's I'm great. picturing Bobby Moyen hand portraying that guy, and I'm liking it. Oh, like, it's, it's, it was <laughs> pretty yeah, funny. Call in and be like, "Oh God, something that's great." It's kind of homophobic, <laughs> but it's more of a probably science thing, I guess. Uh, anyway, that guy made kick me laugh, it over so. to Jesse. Yeah, kick it over. He'll to say Jesse. it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But man, seeing this dude by himself. I, I wish I was like to do them all, but I was scared he was going to ask for like money or touch like my face. So I was like, oh, I'll just leave. Yeah, this what guy if it alone. starts to become like one of those street performer things? It gets a crowd. Like, puts a, thank you, thank you. Okay, thank you. Now do, now do Todd, do Todd. All right, okay, uh, uh, gay Todd. Oh, you got him. Like someone films it and puts it on YouTube, and then yeah. it blows up. Then there's like a Kickstarter to get him a house. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what? Uh, you know what the gays love? Lattes. Uh, <laughs> Is that a good? Segment? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good. That's so perfect. Yep. That's Some stereotypes are fair and true. Yeah, that's. I mean, everyone, everyone, like loves, everyone, everyone loves, loves a latte. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Everyone loves a latte. So um, now I'm spinning out about how how much I said gay there. So I'm on your. I, I like gay people. No, that's a little different. Okay, that guy was because that word itself isn't loaded. Just the word the word itself is not a slur. Okay, it's yeah. a it's I think, a I think definition. that might have been using in a pejorative sense, but then also you're you quoting <laughs> you're quoting a guy on the street. Yeah, and yeah, but I but now that I like articulated I, that I thought it was funny, and I now looking back, he was just calling stuff gay, and I was like, that's pretty funny. Like, nah, but he's like also a, a crazy person, a bully, like in eighth grade, who who instead of stepping in, but he wasn't directing it at any person. He no, was yeah, directing but, it at posters. Look, like, I yeah, think yeah. I I think it's I think there are some battles not worth fighting. Okay, okay, yeah, like I think. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think that's funny. That would make me laugh. I I think it's funny to me what someone decides, like, aside from literally seeing a guy with his penis up another guy's asshole, yeah, yeah. if that was on the poster, sure. But other than that, like, deciding, like, what? would be like, checking a temperature. Right, right. <laughs> but, like, but, like what, what triggers false... Gayness, like, what, what, false assumptions in people. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like Louis queers playing chess, or like <laughs> something like that. And it's like something totally unrelated. It's like gay kid on the grass. Like, what? What about that was gay to him? Yeah. No. What? What? It just maybe. I just really liked seeing. It was just a, every once in a while in New York, you'd see something that was just so crazy or like genuinely beautiful. Like in the subway. I remember the day I was leaving, I opened up for John Oliver at this theater, the Beacon Theater. It was really great. Two great shows. And then, like, I went in the subway to ride back to my place to fly back to move to L.A. And there was a guy alone playing guitar, just like, sure. just like you know, 50-year-old dude playing guitar, like, real mellow, like, um, just beautiful, like, fucking, uh, I don't like, southern... 
yeah. like rock a little bit like real slow and then I like teared up being like New York is fucking as much as I yeah. dislike it it's like f- that sh- shit is like truly beautiful sometimes yeah. There's like and an then energy the dude it, popped it's... up and was like gay guitarist and like, there he is <laughs> you know who's there uh, he is. you know who's from New York is a uh, obviously notable actor Al Pacino. Oh, Frappuccinos. <laughs> yes. uh, Frappuccinos <laughs> are. Uh, <clears throat> so Emily Dresser, who is now assistant professor at NYU Polytechnic School of Engineering, started thinking about the integrity of foamy liquids when a Starbucks employee told her she wouldn't need a lid to st- stop her to keep her latte from spilling. A lid stopper, that is not a lid. Her colleague Alban Surratt, now a researcher at the French National Center for Scientific Research, so it's probably Soleil had recognized the same difference in foamy beers. When carrying pints of Guinness, he'd learned as a student in Europe, sloshing was minimal. And when, he, case, when he keeps them in his cup holder in his car, no uh, the foamy beers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't need the lid stopper. <laughs> so, so in both cases... It's, uh, so this is also true of beers. <laughs> um, Allison, uh, I find that with uh, spirits, spirit everything. <laughs> Spirit beverages. You need the stopper. Are we getting a little Orson Welles in there? Oh, they're French champagnes. Still one of my favorite. We talked about it on the show before, right? It's the best YouTube video of all time. You've seen this, right? Orson Uh, Welles wine outtakes. Orson Uh, Welles uh, was, yeah. Palmasol champagne. (laughs) Where he's hammered and he's clearly reading it off key cards. And there's two extras there pouring the champagne and trying to look sophisticated. (laughs) While there's end of of life Orson Welles. Oh, my God. And he doesn't know where. He doesn't realize. Um, doesn't realize that the word French is the adjective qualifying champagne in the sentence. <laughs> so, so it's meant to be like, ah, the French champagne is noted in society for its... And instead he goes like, ah, the French! <laughs> champagne is noted! <laughs> Cut. I'm more into that girl who hit the other girl in the head with the shovel. That, <laughs> Dude, that video killed is that old? me. It's from last year. The AV Club hit, hit me up. They're like, hey, we're asking people what their favorite oh, God, piece yeah. of social... Uh, favorite pop culture from 2014 was and then the list came out and everyone was like uh true detective was fantastic the acting was superior (laughs) and other people are like i feel like boyhood really you know demonstrated filmmaking and so we're like last week tonight was truly great bring it down and then it was brooks wheel i liked the girl who hit the girl with the shovel that was all that then they showed the then they had the video i looked like a fucking redneck (laughs) dude but that video is awesome and it also like you see the shovel in the opening shot yeah. so it's almost like like Chekhov's gun oh. like it's this weird <laughs> foreshadowing it was it was just so I I that's the hardest I laughed at anything that year was, I dude I just you, grew it, up with that shit yeah like that's like that reminded me of Madison North Carolina like where where I went like like you know being around that age I can tell you that they tried to put it on ridiculousness and the legal department came back and said it is an ongoing court case. It is, yeah. (laughs) So we cannot. I looked into it. It's not, look it up. It's great because it's, not as brutal as you think. She right. Gets, she gets it's up. It's the broad after a side of a, of a shovel is basically thrown at another girl, and you can't believe. No one can believe how well. No, but I, but I like how <laughs> I like how logically they're discussing the fight they're about to have. Yeah, and then it just like. What the fuck? A shovel? Oh like, man, <laughs> it escalates. Like, yeah, they're just like, it's like girl fight. We girl gonna fight, fight girl now? Fight, girl fight. And then she just pulls it, goes and gets a shovel, and the girl's like, oh shit, and runs. I'll just play the audio. Yeah, but they sound the like audio. friends. They're Here like discussing. Go. Listen to this audio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> I don't even see that, but I just know, oh shit, and she runs, and then you hear, and that'll we'll we'll put a link to that on our website on probablyscience.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, hey, you know she what gets else is, right up. She gets right she up. She gets right up. Yeah, she gets right up. It's okay. She's good. You know what else is on probablyscience.com? What it, what is about man? uh are we done with the uh Oh no, no, we'll get back to it. <laughs> But I thought it was a good time to mention that we have the donation button on probablyscience.com. That is a great button on that site. That is a great button. And some people have used that button. No. And we have some people to thank. What are you talking about? PayPal donation button. Surely just a one-time donation. That's all you can do. No, no, no. There's some recurring donations set up. What are you talking about? Well, some people decided that they actually wanted to give us a set amount every month. And that's come back around from both uh, actually a fair number of people that payments come through. This week, Madison Martinez. Thank you, Madison. Uh, Brooks Gilmore, another Brooks. Oh, double the Brooks. Thanks, double the fun. Thanks, dog. I bet you sound super cool. <laughs> uh, Matthew Arnold. Matthew. And Anderson Jones's donations come through, and that's a generous donation for every month. Thank you, Anderson. Thank you, Anderson. Uh, then we've had one-off donations. Nice um, donation from Jacob uh, Jacob O'Grady. Thank you, Jacob. Do we get any from any retards? Jesse okay, wants to okay. Know. <laughs> I appreciate you taking that heat off me. Oh, you're welcome, I appreciate man. it, buddy. I'm done. I'm, I'm backing out now. And then, uh, by the way, Jacob likes our accents. He's one of the. the Go to my Twitter. Apologists. Look at the Cheerios box. I explained the joke poorly. <laughs> I explained it. It's a visual joke. I explained it bad. It's sort of like a Wheaties Breakfast of Champions thing, but like Special Olympics, which I think it'd be funnier if, if Cheerios were known for trying to like get press about supporting Special Olympics. No, 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 because they, but, the other like, companies would be more sensitive. I wanted it to look like Cheerios was like piggybacking on Wheaties, and they're just like, "What's gonna sell box?" Okay, okay, you know, and and that's all it is, and it's it's such a small tagline on the box. It's just to make people. I, I it's just for the one like soccer mom that is like wait what like maybe they don't even notice till they get through the register I, I mean it's a joke like, that makes me laugh it's a joke yeah. that if you came across it you would think it was the funniest you would be like oh my god if exactly. you were walking down the aisle and just looked to the left yeah. and but, but, but it's because of my own anti it's, it's because of my own uh, anti intolerance or whatever you know you'd be like this is ridiculous yeah that's mm-hmm. the joke it's great uh, we also have Julia Dondero to thank is it Dondero or Dondero I we've Screwed this up. Before, we have I think, screwed from... it up before. I'm gonna guess Dondero. Julia, thank you very much. Thank you for your donation. That was very generous of you. And, and you guys, if you it. if you don't have the money to donate, that's fine. You can also go to probablyscience.com and click on the Amazon link, and then shop as you normally would on Amazon. And some of that money gets kicked back to us. And if no you're cost yeah, yeah, and if you're not shopping on Amazon and you're not able to donate, the other way you can hugely help us is by spreading the word about our show. That's the best way. Right. Oh, nice man, reviews. Somebody at my Atlanta show when I was <laughs> open up for John Oliver. It's like 3,000 people screamed out, middle of my set, probably science. He emailed us in to oh, say he yeah. did that. And I was like, yeah. he emailed to say, did I yeah. do a bad thing? <laughs> yeah, you did a bad thing. Like, oh, you the thing 2,999 people don't understand <laughs> that you shouted, maybe don't do that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's a thing, man. And then I just fucking moved on. Right. You said that? Oh. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, that's a thing, dude. Well, it's like I, I, was doing a, I was doing a theater gig a few weeks ago. Halfway through my set, some guy yells, goat blower. And it's like, it's like, dude, this? no one else knows what oh, that yeah, is. Yeah. No, it's because I, I blew a goat one time. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but it's like, it's, I just hate it when they bring up your past. And it's yeah, like, you know, they, like yeah. you, unless you have access to the microfiche in it your local town. Yeah. It was the goat. How would anybody know? Goat blah. How'd you know? It's me. <laughs> Bill? <laughs> I like, love you. It's a Billy goat. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, like that yeah, urban yeah. legend about In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. Like, the goat came to the concert and then put a spotlight. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I do not know this urban legend. It's too long of a... So, so many it rock stars. No sense. So many no rock sense. stars. There are so many legends about someone having to get their stomach pumped and it just being full of cum. <laughs> right, 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 there are so many... Wait, you got Richard Gere, Kevin Bacon. I remember my cousin right. told me in like, when I was like 10 of like, do you hear Britney Spears? And I was like, what? And she was like, she had to get her stomach pumped full of cum from the NSYNC guys. And I was just <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like, she blew all the in sync guys. <laughs> they, yeah. they could tell who's coming is <laughs> at the hospital. It's like, oh, this looks like in sync. I remember just, I remember just <laughs> being like, oh my gosh. I think it's like part of the procedure. It's like, yeah. I, I, the, my stomach is having problems. I have to pump it. Like, well, just so you know, whenever we pump stomachs, we have to test them for semen and then test that semen for DNA. Just so you're aware of that. Anytime so you're pump just a so stomach, you're aware. standard procedure. Yeah. Yeah, that is a real, that's a common misconception. <laughs> I, I think teenagers. I heard the same, yeah. literally, I think yeah. that, that made it down to my dumb middle school. <laughs> I heard, I heard, uh, <laughs> I think it was pretty easy for just mean kids to put that together. Rod, Stewart, Rod Stewart was the one from my era, which is weird because it was already like well past oh his heyday. Goodness. Oh yeah, the Rod Stewart is a little bit older. I, little older. I mean, I forgot Andy's yeah, 71. Yeah, a thousand years right. old. But, yeah. but Rod Stewart thing, that was like gallons of cum. Who is, who is the who is the guy that was blowing a guy in a bushes in the bushes? That was a big uh, like a bathroom. Talking about uh, um, um, uh, George Michael. George Michael. That was a bathroom. What show was he on where he parodied that? Arrested Development, maybe. No, something no, where just the name George the Michael's like hanging out in a park. Like oh, so, oh uh, well, extras. Did he do extras? extras? Yeah, yes, yeah. he did. And also one of his music videos that shortly after that happened. The I think it was like was this song called. Was it outside or something? Anyway, it was whatever. Like a week after it happened, they're like, "Oh, George, Michael, yeah. we got to let it sit for a minute." For you. <laughs> I parody that. Hole in a stall. <laughs> yeah. There's a hole in a stall. He went on a talk show not that long afterwards, <laughs> and it was kind of a. Uh, I sort of respected him for like owning. He it. was fair play. He was like, you well, have to, to be to be fair, this guy he wasn't like Cole Molden looking or something. He was like saying it was a good looking dude. He was like explaining oh, it away yeah, by no, being like, "No, it's a good looking guy." You know, I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, we take it all back. It's not. Dude, it's okay." Well, you yeah. have to, you have to own that. Any yeah. rational persons that's like, "Hey, you want to get blown in this bush?" If it's by, like, if it's what you like, if it's like a man, or if that's what yeah. you do, or you're if it's a lady, gonna... you're not being like, "Well, I don't know." You're gonna be like, "Yeah, let's do it." Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like it's the one side of just because he happens to be famous. Yeah, no. thousands of people love so getting, many blown people in bushes. getting blown yeah. in bushes. Yeah, yeah. Any at any given time on this property, when the sprinklers come on, dudes just scatter. <laughs> <laughs> the amount, of, the amount. Of, oh, darn it! It's way up. By the way, is uh, oh the doors open? We can't talk about the weirdness of this week with the okay. Or can we? we okay, the we gotta finish this. Yeah, yeah, we can okay. talk about yes, we can yes. talk about latte foam. So they tested it with uh, they filled it with water, dish soap, and glycerol, which is used to make liquids more viscous in the lab. They created uniform layers of tiny bubbles. By rocking the containers back and forth using different motions, they are able to record the behavior of the liquids as they became foamier and foamier. They recorded the tiny waves produced by shaking with a high, by the shaking with a high-speed camera, uh, and the foam made the liquid more stable. Five layers of bubbles lowered the wave height by ten times compared with plain liquid. Whoa! I like this story a bunch. This seems like one that you could do at home. Yeah. that's what I. That's what I dig about. But this more story. than five layers don't have an effect. Oh, really? So. so it's just- 
only five five layers of bubbles. That's probably because the foam is diffusing the energy of the slosh by way of friction against the glass container. Whoa. Layers of foam on top don't really move or come into contact with the container, yeah. so they're not sharing the energy burden. I like but, this. Uh, this is just a physics. This is a page in a physics book. And there's a kind of cool picture that shows uh, with no this. no layers of yeah. bubbles, one layer of bubbles, yeah. two layers of bubbles, how much different the water is able to slosh. And once you get to five layers, it stays pretty. Absolutely. And it might have bigger. It might have future applications that are bigger than just beer or cappuccino. Dude, totally. Just but industrial and things like industrial waste, transportation of dangerous liquids such as hazardous waste or oils might be a much safer way to transport these liquids. Yeah. So blow bubbles in your pee if you're going to transport it in like an open jar. Oh, Put yeah. a straw in and make sure to like get it real foamy. Or yeah. you could just order like uh, to practice this, order like a Guinness and then like a Heineken and, ch- and like wa- that'd be fun. And to, like, slosh them around? No, just yeah. like walk them back to your table. And a see, Guinness, you know. a Heineken and a cup of water and just jiggle them all three yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you probably find the Guinness is the least sloshy. That's fun. I like that story. As um, do I. Should we get pizza now? We should go should get we, pizza. Should we cancel this? Should we uh, finish this and go get pizza? <laughs> I think we've hit about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, just, I, I like the idea of just cancel. There's no more podcast no ever. More. Yeah. Let's done. wrap this up. Like forever. Let's go over to get some pizza and then and then chill. Yes. Well, thanks so much for coming back on. It was a it was a blast. The listeners have been asking for it for a long time. We've been hoping it would happen for a Absolutely. while. So. Yeah. No, I loved. I'll come do this anytime. It, I quit because I was sad. You don't have to do this. And because I had a day job. It's totally understood. Dude, anytime you want to jump back in uh, in my hot seat, like I got shit to do, man. Like, I, yeah. Get back over here. Jesse's seeing the grass is greener. <laughs> like on the, you, you, yeah. before you got here, he was like, you know, this weekly podcast thing. Yeah, it it, it does start to become a chore, but a chore that we love. And by the way, um, listeners, we, we mentioned spreading the word in the podcast. Also, whether or not you use iTunes, if you could just go in and click subscribe, that is actually a huge uh, help to us. It gets uh, it helps boost us, boost our numbers. But yeah, if you if you're a tweeter, tweet. If you're a Facebook, a Facebook. If you're a redditor. Reddit, get our name out there, spread the word, tell your friends. But only the positives from this episode. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need to. We know that there were some. There were some. Things, there was some, things look, that out of context. We look, man. There nah, were, I mean, look, I, I take the hit on all look, my if stuff. If Gogger grabs a couple of phrases <laughs> off this podcast, we could be ruined. Let's <laughs> be honest. Nah. Did you ever think about that though? Really, like if if I take the hit, if any of us, I maybe I, I just think about it for myself. Not not that I think I'm destined for a really bad crime, but if something happens. You know, sure. if I plow through like a farmer's market and kill 20 <laughs> right, people, right. like it's so easy to go back through the back catalog and find oh, weird things I've said Dude, in the last three years with, on this podcast. You know? I did this interview. When my album came out, I did it. Also, listen to my new album. I, I very yes, much, the album's called This uh, Is Cool, Right? This Is Cool, Right? Yeah. And yeah. if you buy it on Amazon, which you should, or yeah. Oh, yeah, buy, buy it through yeah. any means. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Fucking Napster. Just listen to it. I don't <laughs> care. Um, but... Uh, I did an interview with the New York Post, like about the album, like I, uh, and then um, very careful because New York Post will turn anything right, of negative, like anything right. negative. So it's everything. They're like, "How was Saturday Night Live?" I was and, like, "And they like wonderful. they like hate comedians." Yeah, I mean, they like they're just they're <laughs> New York like, Post ruins comedians. Yeah, they're, they're just the like, tabloidiest of the <laughs> so tabloidy. It's fun to read because you're like, "How did they turn this?" Like yeah. it's like you know, it's just like uh, such puns over terrible things of like you know like uh, like when Chris Kyle was murdered by the other dude they're probably just like warrior got a boo boo like it's just like yeah, the yeah. most insensitive things possible um, but yeah. I did this interview with him so by the book so like wouldn't give him anything it was just like yeah I had a great time on Saturday Night Live I love the show yeah. um, my new album's out I really like it I think it's fantastic you should you should listen to it 
They uh, all they picked out was one thing out of the album where I talk about how I went to Bonnaroo and promised a person oh, yeah. tickets to Saturday Night Live if she gave me glow sticks right. because I was on ecstasy at the time. <laughs> sure, it's a fun story, like yeah. it's a really funny story. The headline for the New York Post is uh, Brooks Whelan disappoints fan after SNL firing, and then it was like <laughs> Brooks Whelan was on ecstasy, promised a person tickets, and then that was drug maniac yeah, Whelan. It was right, like, that's what the story was. Which secretly I fucking loved like it's so funny to me it's but i mean that that wasn't even in the interview that was on the album that was in the album yeah they didn't use anything from the that'd be like if you looked at the new my morning jacket album found a lyric in it and then be like uh jim james says this like no it's a lyric that's a thing on his well i mean it's totally fine and they you know covered my that my album was coming out which is all i cared about and also if i read the new york post of a comedian who was on ecstasy uh giving away tickets for glow sticks i'd be like that that guy's pretty funny yeah i want to go see that now Uh, anyway yeah careful with what you pull off of fucking (laughs) You, you, there's a lot of context is very context important. is very <laughs> so Brooks uh, at Brooks Whelan yeah yeah on I'm Twitter on, I'm on the Twitter where are you you're about to go back on the road right a little bit yeah I mean I'm in Denver at the end of this month but I'm in LA all of March which is pretty great I'm in Denver I'm in Kentucky I'm in Montreal I'm in Toronto I'm in Portland I'm in San Francisco all those places that's Excellent. a that's a that's a good run that's yeah. a healthy run It'll be by the end of nice. it. I'll be uh, hopefully new, ready to do like a well. I mean, just hone it in new material. I just Sweet. realized New York Post is owned by Murdoch as well. Who would have thought? Such a nice man. Who saw that the, coming? Yeah. So track down Brooks. Go and see him live. He is a very funny Yell comedian. Out, probably science is totally fine if it's my show. <laughs> just now when I'm opening and nervous. <laughs> I hadn't done a set in like. Three weeks, and then I was just doing, you know, like 30 minutes to, to 3,000 people, just totally like, just real, like, fuck, I haven't done comedy in a minute. And just walked on stage, so I was like, probably <laughs> so. I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, now people are going to yell Cheerios at me. <laughs> They're going to throw Cheerios gonna at you. Yeah, I'm going to have yeah. to explain it. While they pick it outside of the fucking show. Yeah. Uh, go and see Brooks. Um, Thank you for listening to us. As always, um, you can donate by hitting the donate button. We love you all can of you. Mm-hmm. Buy get, stuff through she, the Amazon link. You get a Bo Peeps fucking sponsorship. Just have them deliver pizzas after this. Mm. They are, Joe Peeps. Joe Peeps. Yeah. Joe Peeps. They they know me there now. Like they like the Let's guy, the a, younger guy there is like, oh, you can meet the comedian guy. He's get him me, to sponsor this. He's given me um, employees right before. That's great. Mm. It's a pretty good hookup on already cheap pizza. Yeah. I can't believe the employees have to pay for the pizza there. <laughs> the fact that there is an employee rate makes me bummed out. Yeah. Well, it's a mom and pop shop. Just take slices when I you're hungry. I used to work at Papa yeah. John's and we would give ourselves the free pizza tickets all the time. Right. And we, I mean, they were really, we took advantage. You employees will take advantage you can, of freedom. You can, you can cut the bottom yeah. line of it. Oh, this pizza got dropped on the floor. It'll be thrown away. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, mean, I, would al- I would always make like three pepperoni pizzas when I asked for two and be like, what are we going to do with this one? <laughs> Only then then they were like, we'll fucking just hold on to it. Somebody order pepperoni. So oh I'd make God. a really weird one of like <laughs> extra cheese, pineapple, and tomato. Like, who's going to do that? And then I'd just be alone eating it. Um, so maybe maybe the oops all berries Captain Crunch actually was a mistake oh in the factory. God, dude, maybe the I captain a, did I actually a, fuck up. I had a sketch idea. Poor captain. <laughs> I had a sketch idea where it was the oops all berries and like I, w- I was his boss that they called in the You're Captain like, Crunch. It's the 50th like, time this week. Like, no, I was like oops. 
This is a fucking factory. You're just pulling levers. We have fucking family workers in there. Men were taking care of their family. You're in there just jacking on buttons. You're the fucking, you're a cartoon. You don't touch anything, okay? This is a fucking, I can't, you, we, somebody yeah. could have lost a finger. And, there are shareholders. Yeah. You yeah. keep saying oops, but I feel like after this many times, it's not just a mistake. Yeah. You know, it's starting to feel like there's intent behind it, it. Yeah, I think I pitched that and people were like, we're going to do serial character a sketch. Too and I was like, I'm sorry, you're right. I'm dumb. <laughs> It's a lot at SNL. It's a lot of like you're right. That was stupid because uh, you just pitch so many ideas. Yeah, but I mean, sure, you got to throw enough stuff up into then. Uh, Any yeah. sketch packet I've ever written has been the most absurd, dumbest thing ever. I only like dumb sketches. In fact, I, I sort of if something's like really like weighty, it's like a really weighty sketch. Yeah, really like high political yeah, commentary. I immediately just get bored. Yeah, yeah, I was never, never. I mean, in the dudes I, I like to write with, they're just pure funny. Like, yeah. That's what they go I just for. Need, just I just need crazy. The most absurd fucking... My favorite sketch that didn't... Uh, that got cut for time was me and Jimmy Fallon. It was the part of King Kong in the movie King Kong that they cut out where they pitch bringing King Kong to Broadway. Right. Because they just capture him and then he's on Broadway. And right, right. It was the pitch meeting where we're like, we got your next smash hit. And the guy's like, ooh, what is it? A swords and sandals play? We're like, no, it's a giant gorilla. We're going to chain him to your stage. And the guy was like, what? Just- uh, and the whole time I was in a neck brace being like, he's going to murder us all. <laughs> and then he's like, what's wrong with your friend? And Fallon's like, oh, he belongs to Kong now. <laughs> so it's just clear King Kong had been raping me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, that was my favorite. That was supposed it to be on the Christmas it? episode and it was going to close it's the Christmassy. show. Christmassy. Yeah. yeah. And they, uh, that was going to be like the last. It got cut for time. This it sketch ended with uh, King Kong growling. Oh, after you find out Jimmy Fallon and I are romantically involved twin brothers uh, who refuse to play theater politics. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, that would be a last sketch of the night kind and of then thing. The, then you hear King Kong roar and he's like, go see what he wants. And I stand up and put on lipstick and go, I know what he wants. <laughs> it's fucking great. And it was going to close the Christmas episode. I was so excited. Man, it got cut for time. Anything ending with just sadly putting on lipstick is the funny, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. the, it's yeah. the best joke ever. Man, it would have been, it would have been great. And then like the note I got was like, we'll do that later in the season. Then it never came back. Um, but yeah, the absurd, absurd sketches are where it's at, man. The, 1255. The, the last half of SNL is, is, is where I was always trying to live. Cause it's the, fucking weirdest part I, I loved it if they would just put out a dvd compilation of just the 1255 sketches and the rejected auditions i would buy all of that like, yeah i want to see that's the stuff i want to see the most yeah um, breaking news by the way we got a donation through as we were wrapping up what? from ryan callahan thank you ryan late breaking donation thanks so much uh, ryan uh, listen, thank you so much, Brooks. Thanks for coming thanks back. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, thanks, buddy. It was really fun. We'll do it any again soon. Any questions, comments, clarifications, probablyscience.gmail.com. You can tweet us at probablyscience. Uh, donate, buy through Amazon, spread the word, tell your friends. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you once more, Brooks, and we will see you next week. Yep, yep. Bye.